Hello everyone and welcome to the latest episode of All Things Suck. As you can tell by the title, I do believe that for pretty much everything that goes on, that is a true statement. I have one exception and very nicely he has agreed to join me today <laughs> to talk about what he thinks is absolute crap. It is the fantastic, the lovely and a geek pride person guy. I kind of <laughs> lost track where I was going there. Anyway, it is Mr. Bevan Clatworthy. Hello, how you doing, mate? I'm very good. How are you? How are you? Not too bad at all. It's it's Tuesday evening, if that's not giving the game away. And uh, <laughs> yeah, there's only three days left of the weekend. <laughs> so. Yeah, I, do you know what? I, I, that's what I kind of do when I wake up on a Monday morning. It's like, yeah, there's only four days to the three days to the week, <laughs> two days to the... And I'll, I'll still be doing that, even on Friday. I'll be looking at the clock, like, yeah, only six hours to go, five, four, three, two, one. And literally, even when, um, even when it actually comes to the end of the working day, Literally, you know, it feels like you're back in school. You know, you've got your coat on, you've got your bags and everything. And you're waiting by <laughs> yeah. the door. You're waiting to be let out by a teacher. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. You're like there with your badge going, come on. I mean, uh, uh, my work at the moment, they they do like these, um, like the part of the health check is you have to take a, a sticker with the current day on it and put it on your little badge. <laughs> and it's it's been really, <laughs> really interesting because the number of times I've gone for the Monday badge and it's like Thursday. <laughs> I'm just like, I've been stuck in this treadmill of like you know mundanity and work but yeah no it's it's yeah it's good to be here good to be here (laughs) (laughs) so let's get on to the the important subject so bevan for you what sucks okay so um this isn't a recent thing but it is something that for some reason the last couple of weeks and months has started to sort of grate on me a little bit um and it's this um video game industries money for old rope so very recently I received an email from like Nintendo. So I've, I've got myself a Nintendo Switch just before this whole lockdown business came down. Absolute lifesaver, fantastic console, some really cool games on there that I've really, really enjoyed. Um, but recently I sort of got this email from uh, from Nintendo to say, oh, uh, it's Mario's event or something. It's like a 35-year anniversary or something like that. And it started going through all like, the different things that they were going to um, sort of do to, for, for this Mario event thing. Uh, and then top of the list was, oh, we're going to repackage these three famous games. I think it was, uh, what was it? It was the Sunshine. Was it Sunshine, the one with the water Yeah, pistol? it was um, Super Mario 64, Super Mario Sunshine, and the first uh, Super Mario Galaxy. That was it, yes. Perfect. Um, yeah, and it was just that game, again, at full price. And I was just thinking, okay, so these are three games that everyone's probably already played to death. So you're repackaging them and charging full price to have all three of them. Okay, that's a bit weird. And then scrolling further down, there was the it was a, a Nintendo Game and Watch retro console oh, with yes. the first Mario on it. And I'm just, for some reason, in my soul, it just went, why? <laughs> like, <you know? laughs> like these, uh, don't get me wrong, these are fantastic games, but they're they're of an era, and they just felt like instead of like something new and cool and exciting, it was just here's all the cool stuff that you remember about Mario. Have it again, <laughs> and I was just. Um, I I don't know why it just really got on my tits and then <laughs> I just started thinking back to all these other ones like these uh, sort of HD remasters of uh, older games. Um, I think recently there was oh what was it called? It had uh, three of the oh the you know the Vikings the three Vikings game the the absolute classic where like you have to control one and he's got the shield but then you need the one with the sword who can do the chopping you know and you control the three of them. I know what one you mean. I can't think of what it's called, but I do I do recognise the game. Yeah. 
it was one of those and then two other games of a similar era that was and it was just being packaged again as like oh here pay 20 pounds for this or whatever it was um and join is it like activision arcade or something <laughs> and i'm just like but why these uh, these games were fantastic they were great for their time but i think matt mentioned it in a, a recent uh, geek pie podcast um about you know you go back and play them and think they're not really as good as i remember or you know i i've moved on i want to play something new and it was just i don't know why these companies are feeling the need to retrot out their old stuff um and charge full price for it the, the, the thing with nintendo if we look at especially uh 2018 and 2020 they have been effectively very quiet years for for the console and you know what what um, nintendo switch has really done is it's shown that you can still have a console it's very popular you can have it to come out to a massive player base and then that's where the big issue is because now they want to try and meet the demand for consumers they want to give them games that they can play stuff that they haven't experienced before go back a few years what did nintendo have they had the wii u the Ooh. the worst selling console in Nintendo history, if you don't count peripherals um, such as the, well, such as the, what, what was the name of the, um, oh, Virtual Boy. Yeah. Oh, the one if the you don't lines. count that, <laughs> yeah, if you don't count that, this is the worst selling console ever from Nintendo. And the thing is, is that I never owned one myself, but a friend of mine had it and we did play a few games that was on there. And there were some classic games in the making Donkey Kong Country Tropical Freeze, that was a real fun platformer. Um, we also had Super Mario Maker, obviously you've got Super Mario Maker 2, so it kind of has made up for it now. Uh, Pikmin 3, I'd never played a Pikmin game before in my life, but I was very charmed by the art style. There was just so many strange and wonderful games that obviously could only work on that platform because of how it utilised the gamepad, but the console was just was just... You know, it, it was a poor execution and it was the idea that I think Nintendo just thought, right, we can go really wacky now. We can do whatever we want. Yeah, you, you really can't. Let's just put it that way. You really you really cannot. But then when the Switch obviously started getting a bit of a bit of a boost, when they first released it, they said, Right, we need a title that's gonna get a lot of people playing, get friends and family together, encourage them to buy the console. They re released Mario Kart 8 as Mario Kart 8 oh, Deluxe. Yeah. And still, still, it is as of this moment, it might be taken over um, when the next quarterly results come out, but it is at the moment the best, the best-selling game on the Switch. Only second is Animal Crossing, which in less than a year is only about, I think, half a million copies less than oh, wow. yeah. Mario Kart. And Mario Kart had a three-year advantage. That had a bit of a perfect storm release, though, didn't it? There was just as everybody was kind of having to stay indoors. It's like, <gasps> yeah, twentieth of March last year was when Animal Crossing's New Horizon came out, and you know, three days later, we had the news of a national lockdown. The rest of the world was basically all shut off, but then it was just Boris Johnson and Finchley going, uh, "Yeah, yeah, we're going to do it as well." Yeah, why didn't you do it three weeks ago? Well, I'm saying we do it now. Yeah, it's like, ooh, yeah, but, uh, ooh. <laughs> wibbly wobbly. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah or wigwam, bam, fam, thank you, ma'am. Um, oh, something something like yeah. that. <laughs> but, um, basically, I do 
when he talks, it just sounds like someone's just dropping a load of stuff down the stairs. It's just making awkward noises. Ooh, but but yeah, anyway, um, but anyway, <laughs> back to the back to the switch. So um, yeah, so ports of ports um, HD remasters, and you know the the switch is basically a port machine to a degree. You know there are some fantastic original titles on the switch. You know uh, Breath of the Wild is. Still, probably my favourite game that's ever been released on it. Um, I've, oh, I, I've, um, <laughs> I've been, and do you know what? Because I didn't get around to it properly the first time. I bought last week. I rebought um, Xenoblade Chronicles Two, and I and I loved the first Xenoblade. They re-released that last year as a definitive edition. So again, you know, taking an old game, shining it up, and go, yeah, yeah, we'll sell it again. <laughs> but do you know, I loved it. I thought it was fantastic. So I thought, right, I've got to get back onto Xenoblade Two. Um, Luigi's Mansion Free, and that's like a classic in the making. That was just so. Oh, is that good. the Guigi one? That is the Guigi one. That was fantastic. Yeah, that was really good. It was beautiful. It wasn't just that, but it was like one of the best looking games on that console as well. And you know, I've 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 been playing franchises on here that I would never have played before in my life. Fire Emblem. I've never played a Fire Emblem game before having the Switch. I played Three Houses and. It was just incredible, and I was hooked. I just couldn't come <laughs> off that game. Um, no More Heroes. I remember playing the first No More Heroes on the Wii, and now No More Heroes 3 is coming out soon. But they re-released the first two, and I spent my... I actually had some time off of work last week, and I spent uh, last week completing both of them games. And I, <laughs> I loved them. And this is it, you know? And as much as... As much as we can go, like, you know, yeah, we want some new original titles, as much as we may say that, we do still get drawn into the old games, the ones that have a bit of history, especially if you never really discovered them yourself before, if you've never really given them the chance. It's a good way to get yourself into it, to, re- like, you know, rediscover a classic, basically, in your own eyes. But then Nintendo have really stuck to this now, and they, they are, you know, as you were saying about Mario... The Mario 35 celebration literally just gave you everything that had already come out. You know, oh, do you want um, do you want Mario from the 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 64, the um, GameCube and the Wii era? <laughs> yeah, do you know what? You can have it all again. Are you gonna do anything with it? Nah, we're just gonna release it again as it is. Um, oh yes, do you want a game and watch? Yes, we do. Here we go. Here's a game and watch. You know, it's basically about a five pound value, but hey, we're gonna charge fifty quid for it. Oh, oh, yeah, it um, was it was rather shocking. I did see a really cool video though, where someone um, hacked the ROM on it to try and um, play Doom. I don't know how far they got, <laughs> but it looked really cool. <laughs> like, just the idea oh. of like just sat there with this Mario themed thing, just go beep, 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 shooting demons and stuff. Um, yeah, that was just so much. And yeah, that that Mario Direct from September, it had the caveat as well that most of this stuff that they were bringing to the Switch was um, going to basically... basically the, the term that's been going around is that Nintendo will be killing off Mario come the 31st of March. Um, so from 31st, Well, from 31st of March, they're not going to make the Game & Watch anymore. They're not going to be selling um, the 3D All-Stars on either physical cartridge or on the eShop. They're apparently taking it out of the eShop. Okay. Super Mario 35, which is the lovely online game, which I've enjoyed and won a few times... They're taking that away as well. Um, if you're a Wii U owner, the ten of you that had Super Mario Maker, oh no, you can't <laughs> put new Super Mario Maker levels on because they're going to stop support from that on, guess what, the 31st of March. Oh, wow. It's, it, basically, 
it's it's like I even put a thing on Twitter. It's like the Thanos snap. You know, it's literally <laughs> like half of half of Mario's catalogue will just disappear come the end of the month. And it's yeah, it's incredible. It's unbelievable that, you know and I understand to a degree, they're probably thinking, right, we want to honour Mario, but then we want to move on. We want to get on to the next big thing. Which is good, but at the same time, why would you basically kill top titles from your biggest selling IP? Why would you give it a a, a death date, basically, six months after you announce it? I, I don't get that. It's just so mm, that's weird. That's interesting. I mean, there is there has been a bit of a shift as well in recent years towards the sort of uh, like mobile games as well, isn't there? Like, I think oh, it's yeah. Mario Run and then Mario oh, Kart. That, that I can't remember this. Yeah. yeah. I played the Mario Kart, the, the Mario Kart one that was on the phone. And it was, do you know what? I actually had a really good time with it for like the first oh, two or three months. And then at some point there was like a, a deal or something that went on. So I, I took the deal and it basically was like, you know, you have infinite races for the next like 24 hours or something. And I completely like blazed through um, this, this whole Grand Prix. And by the end of it, I just went, right, I'm done. I'm absolutely, <laughs> my thumbs are hurting. <laughs> And it just it just became more and more kind of um, like insidious almost because as you went through like the different Grand Prix, you had to there was like a top tier character that was the best one for this particular race. You know, it was the most likely to earn you the most points and the most coins or, or the most stars, I think it was. Mm. But each time it became like harder and harder to earn that top tier character to the point where like I think it was called pipe shoots. If you get like uh, you need 100 pipe shoots to uh, to guarantee getting this character, but you're only likely to earn enough to do, say, 10 pipe shoots in the whole Grand Prix if you don't, um, like, pay. <laughs> and then they had, like, a subscription model and all sorts. And it got really, like... Do you know, the, I don't know why it is, at the top tier of all of these sort of, like, pay-to-win-style uh, mobile games, there's always that one that's, like, £75, and it's, like, everything. Like, you know, basically, <laughs> you pay 75 quid, you're going to get all the stuff i guarantee you though that would have only lasted you maybe like three or four of these grand prix and then like six months later you'd be jonesing and going i gotta pay another 75 in yeah but then this is this is another thing on these so-called free-to-play games um one of the uh, there's a lot of games that have started off you know as a as an actual chargeable game and then they've gone free after some time mm. uh big some of the biggest examples uh rocket league in the last year that's that's gone from being a. I mean, that was about a good three or four years, and it was not a bad selling game at all. And it's a, it's a fantastic racer, and whatever platform you play it on, it, it's it's an absolute marvel. But now, since about I think it's about September time, they made that free to play as well, and oh, wow. you know, it's still got a lot of good support for it. You can still obviously get things, you can still unlock things, but um, like like any of these now, they have a a like a season pass. So the more that you're um, that you you know you level up, you win certain skins for your car, you win animations when you score a goal, and you know, just little peripherals for the car. It's you know it's it's you you know what you're getting for it. Yeah. And then you get something like <laughs> Fortnite, which you know Fortnite is is just is just money hungry. Um, how much do you pay for Fortnite? You know, so I mean, it's, I think it's something like ten pound for. For the season pass, which is about, yeah, about, about 10 quid for, for season pass. That lasts about three or four months. And with that, you can unlock, you know, certain characters. And the last one they had was 
the Mandalorian, which, you know, Star Wars fans are going to go, yeah, yeah. Basically, it does the exact same thing as your Fortnite character, but, you know, he looks like the Mandalorian. Hey. And if you you get up to level Yoda or something with him as well. If you get up to level 100, you get a baby Yoda. (laughs) And then there was also a secret mission where if you achieve that, you get to have the Predator. (gasps) What? (laughs) Yeah, you know, um, know, because. because you know nothing, nothing really sm- smells more than a, you know, than a predator DLC or what if you want to call it, <laughs> character pack. And then you know th- these games, they, they, and I kind of admit, um, because a few of my friends were playing Fortnite, and where you know we've not really had much face to face interaction, it was quite a nice little distraction. So we could be on that for a few hours. It was most like just chatting, but you know you're still playing the game as well. Mm. And eventually you do get up to the level, and it's like. Oh yeah, look, I've got a Mandalorian and Baby Yoda. Yeah, I'm I'm not ever going to put any f- more money into this game. I've done it once because I thought, yeah, okay, sod it. Why not? It gives me something to do. And uh, yeah, but I, you know, as much as I like games like that, I like, I, yeah, I do play some of the free to play games. I, nothing beats a good old fashioned one player story mode game. If you can oh, get a, if you can get preach. a title. <laughs> If you can get a title that you know gives you a good 10, 15 hour story mode, you you're getting invested in your character, you're getting invested in the story, and you come out of it and you actually have some some like you know some quite good memories of what you've just experienced. I'd much rather that than playing a hundred or so hours on a game where you know what's your what's your progression? Oh well, you've gone from say level twenty two today to level twenty four. Right, what does that get me though? Well, it makes you a tiny bit more experienced and gets you that tiny bit higher up on the leaderboard in the whole world. Yep, you've got right. a point five I... extra damage on this particular axe swing from you know the Nautilus or whatever. <laughs> oh, yeah, cool. I, I could I could have done without that really. Yeah, <laughs> but then you know the, the last year, yeah, things have been so shit. So you you kind of got to find things to keep yourself entertained. And video games, I think, have been the biggest lifesaver. Like you say, you know, you had your Switch just at the start of it all. You um, you know, Animal Crossing's been, you know, it's been like a, an absolute miracle for some people. You know, you can't go and see your friends, but online, you can, you know, you can go and visit other people's islands and you can go, hey, you're right, guys. You can't chat online, though, unless you've got that stupid phone app. So most people just ring each other up, like through Zoom or through mm. Skype or, or just, you know, just genuinely calling them because uh, Nintendo, for some reason, don't want to actually do a voice chat app through the console. They go, uh, yeah, yeah, do you know, if you've got a smartphone, you can download the nintendo app and you can call you can call through there that's so Who? weird i wonder why that is like are they just afraid people might sue them because they've got uh well i don't know maybe <laughs> it's something to do with like the whole uh, ah. nintendo's very kid friendly isn't it i wonder if they're worried about lawsuits is, from that end there is one thing though if you um and this is one of the weirdest ones if you play fortnite on the nintendo switch and you hook up a headset that has a microphone you can communicate through your switch with that Oh, <laughs> on Fortnite, but you can't communicate on a first-party Nintendo game. Okay, which is very, very odd. That's it is interesting. A, yeah, uh, but you know, saying about these uh, these games, these rehashes, we've gone full circle. <laughs> Mario have really, really did push it last year. They really did go right. Yes, we're going to give you the first three three D games. Yep, you can have them and. To be honest, Nintendo could have said, right, we're going to charge you 50 quid for each one. But they bundled it together in a package for 50 quid. So, okay, I don't think that's as bad as it could have been. I was really expecting they were going to go, right, yes, do you want Super Mario 64? Yes. 
That's going to be $24.99, but you can only buy that off the eShop. Now, do you want Super Mario Sunshine? Yep, that's $44.99, you know, because yep. it's a smaller <laughs> download, so you've got it on a smaller cartridge. Oh, but you want Super Mario Galaxy? That's going to be $49.99. Yep, that's even more money than when it came out originally. But hey, if you want it, you can pay for it. So See, today- I tell you what, the, the, the whole thing off the back of that as well was like... in instantly i was just thinking oh, i've still got my wii why don't i i'll just set that up i'll just go and grab that and would i fuck <laughs> like, you know, that's it that's that it is, that's there what is they, that convenience isn't there of they just, prey on the lazy generation it's yeah. like a, yeah um yeah it's like all the wii u ports you know you could play bayonetta 2 on your wii u but we tell you one reason why you won't why is that because if you have it on your switch you can play it when you're in the bath. You can play it on the way to work, you know, because it's like, oh, well, yeah, that's a good idea. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And- oh, the number of times that I've been, uh, Final Fantasy VII was the game that got me into, like, really serious gaming. Like, I remember cycling into town, picking up my PS1 uh, with Final Fantasy VII. I think it was something called The Bouncer. As- no, that was PS2. It was another game on there and i just remember cycling all the way home we played it for like four hours that night like as soon as we could get away from dinner table uh only to find out you needed a memory card so i had to cycle back into town the next day <laughs> and every time i see it on like um the switch shop or on uh, like the i um the apple store and my finger just hovers over it and goes you've got the discs you've got a ps1 <laughs> sat downstairs like you could just plug all that back in and start playing it right there and then and just just the temptation to just go now nah, fuck it i can i can have that on my switch or on my phone right now <laughs> but this is and this is it when um when i've been playing like some games on the switch and i i, I do cycle through the eShop sometimes because if i've played a few games and i think right um let's find this if there's something like cheap and cheerful i can get onto it i can have a go with it um i saw the siberia games come up and this was for Siberia 1 and 2 as a double pack for download. Yes. And it was £1.39. <laughs> right. How could you not pick that up? And I literally <laughs> did because I thought, right, I may not play it now, but I thought I'll download it. I know it's there. I've paid it for £1.40. Yeah. You're never going to see it at that price. And that's for two full games as well. And to be honest, I think I played about half hour of it when I downloaded it back in, I think it was September. I haven't gone back onto it since because, oh, wow. you know, the backlog, the backlog, you know, the, yep. and it, oh, ain't, yeah. <laughs> it ain't as bad as it was. And there's some games that I have just completely refused now to ever go back on. Um, Cyberpunk, I think, being one of the best examples. Oh, yes. I, yeah. <laughs> well, the, the thing is, is um, Cyberpunk was quite a good story, really, because I, when I uh, pre-ordered mine, um, my um, girlfriend's brother, he wanted it as well so because its original release date was in september and his birthday was in september i said right we'll, we'll get it for your birthday for well, you know simple enough that's fine and then when it got delayed for what was then the third time to november he said yeah i can wait for it that's fine so um we thought right so so we just got like a small birthday present and i thought okay we'll keep the game set for that and then it got delayed yet again to the december and when the game did eventually arrive, and bear in mind, this was obviously, you know, the when we was in the tier system, which was even more fun. Oh, my you know, yeah. So <laughs> it was kind of like, you know, you go up the road. No, you can't fucking go up that road because, you know, they're sectioned off them people. They're basically the lepers if you go that far. <laughs> yeah. uh, but You cross that border. The virus won't. 
<laughs> the yeah. virus will stop at the border, but you know, you can't cross it either. So yeah. fuck you. <laughs> it was yeah. like, it was like you that. No. And, um, <laughs> and obviously I've got the copy. I've got, uh, both came on the day of release and like, you know, I, I I was, I was messaging my girlfriend. I said, uh, I'll let your brother know um, I've got the game. Uh, I'll like, you know, drop it around there later. And I got, I, I think got to about three, half three in the afternoon. So I played the game for a couple of hours and um, I was thinking, right, yeah, um, do you know I'm going to go now. I think I like, beat the traffic. And um, my girlfriend rung me and she, she went, um, she went, oh, you got that game for, for my brother, haven't you? I went, yeah. She went, oh, oh, well, I'm quite pissed off with him now. Went, Why is that? Well, he only went down to to town earlier and got it. I went, oh, no. you're fucking joking me. <laughs> I said, you're joking me. I said, I've, 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 you know, I said, I, I, I bought this game for him. He, what do you mean he's gone and got it? <laughs> yeah, he's already, um, he's already gone and bought it. And I thought, cheeky fucker. Um, <laughs> And I, I, you know, I did, I, obviously I, I was tempted to say it to his face, but you know, COVID yeah. and that, I couldn't. <laughs> but, <laughs> yeah. but you know, it, it was just such an annoying thing. And the only thing I'll say is when um, I went uh, to game about a day after, and I, I thought, right, fuck it, you know, um, I can't be bothered to send it in the post because obviously post was all messing up. We didn't know when anything was gonna go through. So mm. I thought, right, I'll take it back to game. And I thought, right, I'll try and get a refund again. I took it to game, and funny enough, the trading price was exactly the same as the cost price. What? Because, well, because the things when <laughs> okay. I bought it online, it was I think it was forty seven ninety nine, so it was a slight discount. Yeah. In store, it was fifty four ninety nine. Oh wow! <laughs> yeah, so fifty four ninety nine if I bought it brand new in the store, or they were accepting it as a trade in for fifty quid. Oh, ideal. Fuck it, yeah. I said, I'm, I'm not going to mess with that. I said, yeah, have it. Oh, fantastic, yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah, a slight resolution to the story for, you know, a day of annoyance when, like, cursing to me, my future brother-in-law, yeah, you bastard. Why, did you, why, did, why didn't you just wait a few hours for that game? Oh, see, that yeah. might be an interesting segue into something else that really annoys me, actually. <laughs> Go on. Um, I watched a video like just after I think it was just after the PS5 came out um, oh, yeah. and it's it's a picture of this dude he's got he's like a proper like dude bro kind of yeah man I'll call the weed he's like his hat on backwards and everything and he pans to this um this sort of girl that stood on some steps who like throws him a couple of like gang signs kind of thing whilst looking at her phone yeah um, and it just then pans over to the like 20 um PS5s that they've just spent the last I think it was the last hour or so running around town picking up as many PS5s as possible yeah. And he then just like brings the cat back to him and say, see these on eBay. <laughs> it was just instantly my blood just started to boil because I was just like, no, that's 20 people that are now going to, you know, either go without or be forced to pay you as a. Yeah. Like this is the to... thing. Scalpers were really on the rise with all these consoles. And I remember the day that the pre-orders got announced because by sheer luck. I don't know how I managed to work it out, but by sheer luck, I was able to go to game, get the pre-order done, and somehow I managed to get to work with about two minutes to spare. <laughs> um, I was literally well in the queue for over an hour. I got there really early in the morning, and I was like, right, I'm not leaving. I'm not leaving. I don't care. <laughs> if work says anything, oh, I'm in the hospital having my leg amputated. I don't fucking care. Um, I, I thought, yeah, I want this console, and I know that if I don't do this now... I've got no chance. And 
a friend of mine, he was so desperate to get the console as well. And I said, I said, come with me. I said, you know, come down there quickly. I said, you know, I'm in the queue now. I said, there's only a few people here. Get down in there. And he went, no, I can't. Um, I've, I'm, I'm, I'm busy. I, I'm, I've got to go to work. And uh, I went, I went, mate, just, just say you can't go to work. I said, just, <laughs> just don't. And, um, Basically, it was a, it was a little bit more complicated than that. Um, and I know he listens to his podcast, and I'm I'm oh. gonna say it anyway because I, I I know he'll call me up for it. Um, basically, he was seeing someone from work, um, oh. and uh, yeah, he was seeing someone for his work, and um, yeah, I, you know, so because he was seeing this person, he couldn't just then say, "Oh no, sorry, I'm not feeling too well. I can't come in." <laughs> <laughs> just roll over and go. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> sorry, I feel very sick yeah. all of a sudden. Sick, sick. Yeah. So, sorry, love. Um, I'm not feeling too good. Um, you can have to go in without me today. Um, yeah, he couldn't really get away with that. Um, oh, he's he's gonna kill me when he listens to this. But it's it's true. Um, well, he says it wasn't like that, and I said no, it is exactly like that. I said because because you were getting your end away, you were sleeping with the boss. Well, not with the boss, but sleeping with someone from work. I said that's your down. You could have had a PS5, and then I'm thinking, hmm, I'm surprised I'm not a virgin when I say stuff like that. You know, you could have had a games console, but instead oh. you had a woman. Um, you should have asked. Maybe she's a gamer as well. She'd be like, "Get me one." Oh. <laughs> she could have covered for him. Fantastic. <laughs> oh, perfect cover story. Yeah, he's he's in bed. Uh, explosive gas. Don't know. And I was and um, I was on the phone to him. I said, "No, mate." I said, "Get down in there." I said, "Come on, you can get this console." I said, "You know." You really want this? I said, you will make the time to do this. I said, you will come down there. No, I can't, mate. I really can't because of work. I went, I said, that is such a bullshit excuse. <laughs> I said, come on. You, you're, and you know, I'm not, not, I'm not condoning it, but every now and again, well, not even every now and again, but there is that one time <laughs> when you can go, right, do you know what? I always play by the rules. I always do everything by the book. Fuck it. All right. I'm going to, I'm going to do it. Um, when I was in the queue at game, he said to me, "Oh, can you um, can you see if you can get me a prod?" I went, "I said you're fucking joking, right?" I said, "I said, I said I've got about fifty or sixty people behind me looking to get a console." Yeah. I said, yeah. "We're getting up to the door. They've just said they've only got about a hundred and twenty consoles for a pre-order. Now you're going to expect me to go and pre-order mine." And then say, oh, can you do my mate's one as well? Oh, no. Geez. Could you imagine how many people in the crowd would do the same thing? Oh, yeah, can I pre-order five? <laughs> but, but you know what? I, I was expecting that. And the, about two people in front of me, um, one did say, oh, um, yeah, can I can I do a pre-order for both? Both the disc version and the one without the disc. And the guy went, no, you can add, it's only one per person. He went, well, what if um, it's in someone else's name? No, they've got a beer because we, we can't. Oh, wow. Um, because of stock availability, we can't do that many. Fantastic. And I messaged my mate. I went, right, you're fucked. Um, <laughs> and and do you know what? He went into such a a mood about it for for ages. He <laughs> and um, his his idea was, oh, I can't get a PS5. I'm going to buy an Xbox instead. Right. I kid okay. you not. He he basically. Made that's, such a thing that's about an extreme it. Extreme reaction. Yeah, yeah <laughs> like... but do you know what? Up until the up until that time, he was really shitting on the Xbox. He kept saying, "No, who wants that piece of shit? Who wants that?" <laughs> you know, that's, that's absolute bullshit. No, it's PS Five all the way. And then, um, and then when he said, "Oh yeah, I'm getting an Xbox," I went, "But, but why? 
you've you've just basically slated that console for months. You said how shit it is, but now apparently you find it's the right time to go and get it. Oh yeah, but it, you know it looks like it could be a good console. I went no, no, no. You've just said that PlayStation Five is the one you want. It's got the games that you want. So now you're only going for the Xbox is because you're too fucking whingy. You can't help <laughs> yeah. yourself. I said if you just if you just manned up and just come down and got the fucking console the day that I was getting mine, this problem <laughs> never would have happened. But no, I, I'm going to throw my toys out the pram and then buy this Xbox. <laughs> <laughs> but do you know, by some sheer luck, he still managed to get a PS5. Oh wow! the the day The day of its release, you had so many places that were doing. Um, they were doing like a like an offload of stock, mm-hmm. and an offload. I think I didn't think they'd have enough for an offload. Was it just kind of like a, it just turned up? Pretty much. It okay. wasn't like you know collect on that day. It was for they like, said delivery within like three to four weeks. So oh, it wasn't okay. Gonna be a, yeah, yeah, yeah. It wasn't. It wasn't going to be like you know it's available for you today. Come and get it. Mm. And this was the day for when Curry's were advertising the console they oh, put it on wow. their website to say <laughs> oh we've got ps5 stock from 9am come 9am there was apparently 500,000 people in the queue trying <laughs> to get these consoles and there was no way there was even 5,000 consoles to go never mind 500,000 <laughs> so that was just wiped out oh wow you know you're desperate then, when you're going to curry's for your for your video gaming yeah. fix because they're just then, so expensive <laughs> and then game games website they had it as well for uh, about one or two o'clock in the afternoon, they said, "Oh yeah, we've got limited stock." So, so my mate was on it on his on his phone all afternoon trying to get it. And um, in between, you know, because I was giving a bit of effort, um, I said, "All right, I'll I'll load it up on my phone as well." I said, "Yeah, if any of us get it, we will, you know, we'll, we'll put it through for you. You know, you mm-hmm. can send us the money." So I gave up about two o'clock because the one I was in the waiting because it comes up with the bar saying, "Oh yeah, you you're in a queue for the next." whatever, like over an hour or whatever. And it came up saying, um, you are still in a queue, but PlayStation 5 stock has now gone. Uh, I thought, thought, right. I said, I said, I said, and um, our message was saying, right, I'm coming off of this now. He went, no, no, stay on it. I said, mate, it's coming up saying there is no stock. Why should I stay on here? (laughs) What are you in a queue for? (laughs) But I was on there for a good hour, but I had it on my phone and I had it on an iPad as well. So, you know, I had it on two channels. I was trying to, all the way um and then and then about half four five o'clock in the afternoon so about four hours nearly after it went up he sent me a message saying i've just bought it i went how the fuck did you do that he said well i stayed on and as i got through um i it, it allowed me to pay for it and it sent me the confirmation oh i said there is no way <laughs> how how the hell <laughs> but right Please yeah, so tell me he actually did he actually get one in the end? Did it actually turn did. up? It did. It no did. It was about nearly it was about nearly three <laughs> weeks later he got it through. Funny enough, the Xbox that he had that he had for about the space of two or three days, he then packaged up and he had resold it. <laughs> and Amazing. <yeah. laughs> Just like nope, nope, no, I, I regret everything. It was yeah. a brief it was like, um, Yeah, so what have you done with the Xbox? <laughs> what Xbox? Ah, <laughs> I see. <laughs> Fantastic. See, that's the thing as well, because you get always get those exclusives, don't you? I mean, I uh, I do remember switching over to Xbox for a little bit. I had a, I had a wee dalliance between the uh, the PS2 and the PS4, where I switched over to a 360. Um, oh yeah, but I think that was a lot of people. You know, being honest, PS3 
PS3, don't get me wrong, was not a bad console for the games. It was just a bad console. Oh, it, right. It, 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 because in my understanding, PlayStation just thought, right, um, yeah, do you know what? Xbox and Microsoft are sticking with DVDs. We're going to use these new Blu-ray discs. How do you use them? Fuck knows, but we're still going to use them. <laughs> that was basically that was basically the feeling that was coming out of it. Yeah. And when you saw, and yeah, I think Xbox kind of, I think it kind of reignited what a lot of um, classic PlayStation fans used to enjoy. Because there were some games for the Xbox 360 that they had to put across multiple discs because obviously DVDs, they didn't hold as much space as a Blu-ray. So oh, yeah. evidently, if you had a big game, it was going to take up quite a bit and it was like i think it was funny enough i think it was final fantasy 13 that went across three discs on the on the xbox 360 oh, wow. so so <laughs> okay. that was obviously a big one for fans and um, you know fair enough playstation uh, ps3 had um had it all on one disc had it all on the blu-ray but if you see the comparisons in gameplay oh no i've, I've never even looked <laughs> ps3 was just so choppy um yep. oh, yeah man. and one of the I think one of the biggest examples, one of my favourite games of all time, is the first Bayonetta game. And I had it on the PS3, because when I went to buy it, it was only on PS3, it was only available on PS3. It was on Xbox, but they'd sold out of Xbox. Really, that should have been the sign to have said, yeah, don't don't buy it on PlayStation. But I bought it, and I played about an hour and a half, two hours of it. And it was just so jumpy, it was so horrible oh, no. to play and even the frame rate the frame rate felt like it was dropping to like single figures it was awful see that's that's one of those uh symptoms of like early adoption isn't it like uh touchscreens for example mm. they were i remember having a um a flip phone with a touchscreen and thinking how dog shit awful it was like, as a touchscreen it put me <laughs> off touchscreens completely i switched back to like a razor with a keypad and the the num locks and all that kind of thing and it took me forever to sort of get to the like the smartphone thing because I was just so put off by the this these poor touchscreens that came out. And then as soon as I touched an iPhone, it was like, this is what touchscreen is, you know. And it's it sounds like the PS3 had the similar issue. It's like, yeah, we're going to adopt this early technology. We we we're not a hundred percent sure how to use it, uh, but we're going to do it anyway. Like VR, VR was the same. Like the first VR things were just like this is fucking awful. Like I look over there and suddenly I've skipped across half a dozen things and now I've got motion sickness. It's not great. I'm not enjoying this. And now um, I've got a friend who bought the, uh, the Oculus, is it the Oculus Rift 2? Oh yes. The one that's just like, it's like a standalone unit, isn't it? You don't have, you yeah. don't need like a PC or anything to plug it into. And it's just like, I'm so jealous. I watched some footage of like a zombie <laughs> game being played on there. Like, I, you know, I, I'm a big fan of the old zombies and um, just watching these guys just pratting around. <laughs> One of them did glitch. He had like that weird glitch where like the torso drops. So oh, like yeah. the knees look like they're really coming. It's almost like a John Cleese kind of walk, but like really squatty and low. <laughs> it looked hilarious. <laughs> but um, yeah, I just remember watching that and like the smoothness of it, like the, the, the way they were moving around. And it's just one of those things where, I've, I've, I've seen it with so many different things. The Wii U, there you go, the classic. We're going back full circle again. The Wii U had that, like, pad, didn't it? That had, like, the touchscreen in the middle and you could do things with it. Um, and then it was just like, well, you know, this is a bit bit gimmicky. It's a bit sure. It looks like a like a tinker toy, you know? It looks like the, the toy that you would give to, like, a five-year-old so they could smash their face against it and go, ah, oh, look, I'm picking up the Pokemons. But no, it's mm. like... Um, and then the Switch came out, and the Switch is like an absolute revelation. Like the touchscreen is responsive, everything about it is sleek, and 
you kind I know you need those sort of those old techs. You need you need those first adopters. You need the the first people to sort of go out and give it a go and try it and then see if the technology becomes popular enough to warrant you know persevering. But those first ones, I, I, it's so rare these days that I will see a thing and jump straight in. Um, latest example is this. Oh, this is going to make me sound really boring, right? But cars, right? Electric cars. We are we're looking to get an electric car, and I absolutely refuse to get one. Sort of the five or six years ago when they were first coming out, purely because I knew it was a new tech. It's going to come out. We're going to get it and go. Well, okay, cool. I can drive down the shops. Uh, I might not be able to get back. <laughs> but, <laughs> well, you, you need you need one that works on like a dynamo. Just a, you know, as you're pedaling along, it starts yeah. generating the power. So you have to kind of like cycle for about halfway, and then you can just let glide the rest of the way back. You know, perfect. Oh, so they already do that. You just push the clutch in, didn't you? Just, <laughs> just let it do it down the hill. Makes you got lots of downhills on the way back. That's fantastic. But yeah, it's just it's um it's not something that pisses me off. I suppose it's not a um things that suck. It's just it's just a case of these techs. I always wait. I always give it a good couple of years just to sort of see if you know this is going to actually get to a state where i could use it and not just want to like chuck it through a window or you know drop kick it <laughs> or something yeah i do you know what i think with technology at the moment there is so many leaps so many massive jumps and you know everything has to start somewhere i understand where you know especially in the video gaming frontier you know we've got we got to this stage now where we're actually having games consoles that specifically have no disk drive. So they're going, right, if you want mm. to play these games, the only way you can get them there is by downloading them, which, you know, fair enough. It saves a lot of space. You know, you ain't got to worry about where all your cases and all your cartridges and all your discs are going to go. You haven't got to worry about, you know, like, say you buy a game and, you know, like, like everything that's going on at the moment. You ain't got to worry about it being delivered. You ain't got to worry about trying to get to the shop when it's open to get it. You know, mm. if you've got it on download, as long as you've got a decent-ish internet, you can have it on there. You can even download some of these like a week before. So as soon as it turns midnight, hey, let's get on to that yeah. game. You know, let's, uh, let's <laughs> yep. crack on. The only thing I find with that, and I do download a good lot of games, but what I find with that is a lot of games I play, I don't really keep. I don't really have a, a massive games collection. I... I, I'm I, I'm always like a music fan first, so my CD collection. I mean, it, it's probably like well, probably about a thousand something like that. But, <laughs> right, but, <laughs> thousand, yeah, about a thousand odd CDs. But games, I, I've always enjoyed. But as generations have kind of gone out of fashion, I've kind of either I've either given away the games or I've sold them or some of them have just been so worn down or they've been left in the box for too long that you know, <laughs> just you the can't nub really of a cd long. left just like just the just a little ring in the middle <laughs> it was like um last year i had a load of uh um i was i was going through with um with my dad i was going through like, a load of the older uh, mega drive games that we used to have oh, and um yeah because because where he does he um every now and again he likes doing the boot sale you know it's just like yeah i thought you know they would have just been thrown out i think otherwise or they would just gone back into the loft for who knows how many more years so gave them all a clean up and it was like right you know as much as i hate to see these go i'm never gonna play these again then you know i'm never gonna yeah yeah i'm never gonna sit down and go right this is this is what I want to do now. I want to I want to get back onto this Mega Drive. I'm, I want to I want to play Sonic the Hedgehog. And it's like, well, if I really want to play Sonic again, 
I've got the Mega Collection on the Switch. So if I want to play, <laughs> if I want to play an old Sega game, I've got like forty odd to choose from. Basically, any game that I'd want to play is already on there. Um, you know, you look at the Switch; they've also got the um, Nintendo and Super Nintendo emulators on there now, so you can go back and play, you know, a series of games on there. So, all right, some of them are absolute shit. And when you <laughs> yeah. see, when you see the updates that have been coming up, when you see, oh yeah, here's here's the here's the latest games coming up for your Super Nintendo Entertainment System and Nintendo Entertainment System apps on your Nintendo Switch Online. And you go right, okay, what are you giving us? Nope, never heard of that one. Nope, never heard of that one. What the fuck is that one? <laughs> nope, not heard of that one. Oh, well done, Nintendo. Well done. Bring me the next lot. Fantastic. Um, <laughs> the, the, the only additions of recent note that I really did enjoy going back to was on the Super Nintendo when they had the Donkey Kong Country games. They were... And bear in mind, Super Nintendo, only... Well... Like 1991 to 1995, so... Oh, don't. I now feel old. <laughs> quite an early games console. But if yeah. you look at the Donkey Kong games, they still look good today. They It's something about them that really does pop on the screen. It doesn't... You know, it is dated, obviously. You know, it's definitely past its prime. Mm. But they still look really decent. They still look very passable See, for games that have come there. Didn't they switch them eventually to like full 3D modeling? And then it, it kind of just took a step back, didn't it? It just kind of, you, you looked at it and went, Ugh, why can't we just have the old ones that, that looked like animations almost? They were they were lovely. Yeah, then this is what a lot of gaming was doing, especially in the mid 90s. It was kind of like, what do they call it? Like, it was like photographic placement. So they would say, you know, say like for fighting games, they used to take photographs of the actual actors and then oh, yeah. they kind of digitized the image to go into the screen. So when you're fighting in Mortal Kombat, basically they've just taken these screenshots of these actors, got them in all their different poses, and then just animated them poses. It was like, yeah, that'll do. And don't get me wrong, for a time, that looked quite revolutionary. You play it now, it looks bloody awful. You know, it's, <laughs> yeah. it's absolutely painful. Yep. And especially when you see, ah, uh, you know, like in Mortal Kombat, when you've got, um, when you, when you got Raiden doing his, like, upper, like, his uppercut, it just it just don't look right now. It just looks like this this white this white star has just like gone into shape. It's like yeah, <laughs> and then you just see this face attached to it. It's like oh no, gosh. no, is that the one that always led to that little weird dude appearing in the bottom going whoopsie? Do you know the first time that happened, it freaked <laughs> me the fuck out. I was looking at it going, have we just like broken the game? <laughs> What's that? Because <laughs> it was like at a time as well where there was lots of. Um, uh, like creepy pastas were coming out about oh. you know like video games like oh yeah. there's that classic one about like the link games um which was the one with the big moons coming down and it's trying to like the moon looks freaky as fuck oh um, is that majora's mask something like that yeah like, or ocarina of time one of them too uh oh no ocarina of time no oh, it must have been majora's mask whichever one it was and there was like a whole creepy pasta about like you know um i got this disc it, it said zelda on it or link on it and like nothing else and then i loaded it up and it was all freaky and weird um <laughs> and we just this this dude just pops up going whoopsie and we're just like turn it off <laughs> <laughs> do, you, do you know what um speaking of creepy pastas i think we i've got to go on one of the weirdest ones i've seen and do you know what i i'm not a fan of creepy pastas not not because they're you know, given their namesake, mm. 
I find they're just some of them are so fucking stupid. I, the, yeah. the, 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 the backstories that come to them just make no sense at all. Have you have you heard of The Simpsons Creepypasta? Is it the one where Bart dies or something? That's it, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I think I've heard yeah, it. For a whole, yeah, um, what's it? It's like the first seven minutes apparently are a standard Simpsons episode. And then all of a sudden, Bart's in an accident and he dies. Screen cuts to black. And then apparently the the then the next part when the screen comes up is apparently the family at the table without Bart and they're apparently just crying and screaming for for 14 minutes. And it's supposed to be like, you know, everything's just just all dark and gloomy and they're just making these horrible noises and all these like very evil images coming up. It's like, right, for, for, there's two things to take from that. <laughs> One, all right, cartoons take fucking months to make. If, and apparently this was done when Matt Grenning was having a bad time of his life. Matt Grenning did not draw the fucking cartoon. <laughs> he did not personally pencil every single frame whoa. and then animate that together. Whoa, whoa, whoa. John yeah, Joe, you blow my mind. <laughs> it was from a load of people in another country putting all the cells together and then they post it back to America. Now, the other thing is for a primetime TV show, and for an episode that apparently got made but was never shown, what point would you go if you saw that when you've just seen all these other episodes of The Simpsons? At what point would you go, right? I think we're going to cancel this show now. <laughs> yeah. I think okay. the guy's fucking lost it. I don't. <laughs> I don't think we can have him create content with us anymore. That I can't see. How anyone could even believe that creepy past to be to be true, and it's <laughs> and um there there it's a, there's a Final Fantasy one as well I've heard about where is it something like um like one of the characters like their face is missing at a certain point and it's supposed to be that the character's soul has been taken out or oh gosh no I've not heard that something. one oh oh god. So, so I listen to a lot. There's a. What's there's the a... guy? What's the guy's name from Final Fantasy VII? The Cloud. Cloud. Yeah. It's something to do with that. And there's there was some image going around where it's like he's got a hole in his face. Oh, weird. And it was like <laughs> it was like I don't get this. And for and you know you can see, you can see that it's it's being photoshopped on the from the original image, and it's not even like you know this is what's been made in the game. This is what someone's just done and posted it around online going, yeah, this is the secret shot you never saw in the game because it wasn't there. That's why you <laughs> never saw it. Yep. No. Uh, they did a similar thing with that. Uh, do you see that? Is it Momo? It was the most recent kind of like creepypasta-esque uh, thing that was going about. Um, and it was just like a, as far as I could tell, it was like a bird person hybrid statue that someone had made. And then for some reason, someone got hold of it and created this whole sort of story where um, someone would get a picture of Momo sent to their phone and they'd immediately commit suicide or like kill someone or something like that. Yes, I did hear about this. Yeah, one. yeah. it was really bizarre. And you just sort of think uh, I can kind of see like the horror element of it and I can kind of see what they're trying to do. But yeah, um, some things are pretty sacred. I tell you one I did enjoy, though. Did you ever see the was it the Russian sleep experiment one? Um, 
That one it is. Sounds, it sounds very familiar. That one is really good. Like you, you, you spend the first like half of it going, oh, okay, so this is a real thing. Okay, you just sort of go, okay, fair, enough, nodding along, and then suddenly it like takes that turn and goes really dark, um, and that's when you kind of realize, okay, wait, wait, is this actually what's going on? Um, by the end of it, you're you're freaking the fuck out, like thinking, whoa, 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 but. It, oh rational mind obviously takes over then you go no this is bullshit but <laughs> but it's really well written and like really well done um there's a, a podcast i listen called, called called creepy that uses a lot of the creepy passages or used to i think they've yeah. gotten more into sort of like um fan submissions and things like that and yeah. sometimes you can kind of tell like some of the stories are a bit um i don't want to say amateurish because that's not <laughs> that's not fair but uh, you know you can kind of tell that it's not been uh, through a lot of editorial um rigor should we say um the, the yeah. thing is we creeper pa- cre- creeper pastors creepy creeper pastors pastor. creeper pastors boom 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 creeper pastors <laughs> get them from Astor now um <laughs> minecraft's next product <laughs> when um when you see some of these creepy pastors you know by an entertainment standpoint some of them i can think are quite quite humorous to a degree and they you know it's it gives me it's kind of almost like a modern day tales of the unexpected to me because it's like mm. if you could put that into like a like a TV format, I reckon you get some good stuff. You know, blending pop culture with some weird shit, you know, it's a winning combination. And do you well, look remember... at Stranger Things. That's um, yeah. Was it the thirty year cycle? Like we're right, we're now in the eighties of being that being cool. So it's going to be the nineties next. Oh dear. Yeah. Um, oh, <laughs> um, but. <laughs> But you know, I've one one more thing on creepy pastors, and this was one that someone actually um, brought to life because you know there's always the stories about it. Um, Sonic dot exe. Yes, no, I do and know this. this one. Was, yes, this was someone actually made this into a real thing, a real no game. No way. Um, and I've seen there was a few YouTubers that did actually play it, and basically. Think of think of Sight the Hedgehog, and you know he's he's been killed. He's basically this uh, this haunting presence. The whole um, planet Mobius or wherever the fuck he is <laughs> in these games, who knows? Who cares? It's just some random world, and they've just redecorated it. Um, it's it's given like this hellish landscape, and then basically the beginning bit you play is Sonic, and then all of a sudden Sonic dies. Done, and then you, each. Each time in in turn, you're then playing as one of the other characters. So you're playing as Tails at first. So you're going along the level, and then all of a sudden, Sonic is then chasing after you. And it doesn't look right at all for one main reason. Sonic the Hedgehog is the fucking fastest thing, but apparently he's dragging (laughs) behind your heel for about a good minute. If that was really Sonic, you wouldn't even see him. He'd literally just grab you straight away. But when you're playing it, don't get me wrong... I, you know, this creepypasta definitely cannot be true. It's absolute shit that there was a game ever like this really made. <laughs> yeah, but yeah. the fan game that was made, it has some creepy elements, and it does really, it does really feel like an of its time kind of right. game because it has, um, you know, like the screenshots that do come up are, you know, basically rendered as if they are a Mega Drive game. But it's just, it's just insane. So you know, you're playing as Tails. Oh, Tails is caught. No, Tails is dead. Uh, now, now your knuckles, and the thing is, is that I think the characters even do kind of like look behind them as they're running when they see him approaching them as well. So it adds oh, that little geez. bit of that little bit of weirdness to it. 
I've just looked and, at it on Google. That is fucking. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's such a such a creepy image, ain't it? It's just such oh, a. Oh my days. Yeah. But, and you know, not like to say, I can appreciate creepy pastas when they're being entertaining. When they're obviously trying to, you know, when they're trying to actually uh, mess mess people about. I think mentally, if they they're, they're yeah. trying to they're trying to intrigue them. Trying to trick them? No, because you know this stuff is bullshit. This stuff never <laughs> yeah. happened. You know, and there and the only exceptions I would say, you know, the Russian sleep experiment possibly has got some roots in some truth. But then, apparently, if I heard this right, and you know, going to a nice little geeky segue, you know, yeah, um, mm. the whole Marvel storyline with the Winter Soldier apparently has some roots in that creepypasta in the Russian sleep experiment. Really? Wow. Because okay. it's the idea, that, especially if you look at some of the adaptations, because mm. you've got the Winter Soldier who, you know, is taken from, uh, you know, just at the end of the Second World War. He's brainwashed into doing all these different tasks. But it's not just him. Apparently there are like another four other Winter Soldiers. Right. And the sleep experiment, I think, was, was it five people that was... Do you know that that sounds about right? Hold on, Google to the rescue. <laughs> uh, so this is going to come straight up now. Russian blue cat. Okay, no. Sleep. Russian blue cat. Russian blue cat. Oh, sleep <laughs> experiment movie. Oh, ah. okay, okay, right. Second one is sleep experiment image. Dare I click? Um, oh. I'm doing it. I'm doing it. it. About to break mm. the phone. <laughs> yeah. Oh Jesus. Oh Jesus. Uh, yeah, no clicking off of that. <laughs> Yeah, so now, um, <laughs> oh, and, uh, oh, Joe, like one of my favorite podcasts, you know, it's time for no sleep. <laughs> oh, yes, love that point. But, I went um, and saw them at Bristol, um, just before my uh, just before the pandemic thing. I think it was yeah. it was a January, just yeah. amazing, but anyway, yeah, digression. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so, um, yeah, so the Russian sleep experiment, um. Is it five people? It's 30 days, prisoner, prisoner, prisoner. Uh, I can't see. This is making great radio. Um, <laughs> no, it doesn't say how many people in the wiki. Oh, no, I'm going to have to go back and read it. <laughs> uh, five sounds about right. Yep. I'm pretty sure it is. It is that. Um, but, but, yeah... The, the, I don't know how true it is. I remember listening to it on the podcast and they were saying, like, you know, there were so many um, soldiers that apparently were being brainwashed, being manipulated into doing all these things. And then, you know, there was the, you know, the Winter Soldiers. Apparently there was five of these in the sleep experiment and five Winter Soldiers. I was like, oh, okay. That right. kind of kind of makes sense, I, I guess, to a degree. Um <laughs> But, yeah, but wasn't I, it the wasn't it the Nazis that did the Winter Soldier thing though? Wasn't that? Am I getting that wrong? Um, I think it. Well, it is supposed to have been Hydra, but then oh Hydra, yeah, yeah, yeah hail yeah. Hydra. Um, <laughs> but then you know this is, you know, like I say, when you hear someone on a podcast, you know, it's either very very random, very weird mumblings. Hmm. Kind of like this one, and, <laughs> and then, uh, that was a good yeah, pause there. <laughs> yeah, and then you know the other side of it is you do get some people who, especially when they are presenting so-called facts, mm. when they go right, I can back it up with this. 
No, you can't really. <laughs> yeah. um, did you oh. know? Um, it's like, oh no, no. But uh, yeah. I don't know what you mean. Like, you, these, these sort of just come out with these sort of things. It goes, right, I've randomly connected these two things completely, un, you know, and there's, there's five. That's it. Or what's the other <laughs> connections? Five. <laughs> yeah, uh, there, was, there was a few points when I heard this one. So they were saying about, yeah, there was five winter soldiers, you know, five people in the sleep experiment. Um, and it was like saying some of the stuff they were subjected to was like, you know, not being able to sleep for five or six days, being made to consume anything that was given to them and... Some, oh, some okay. weird shit. So this but, was um, brainwashing, was it? Of the yeah, right. I see. Okay. But, but hmm. then, oh, I don't know. But like I say, creepy pastas. Yeah, just just general. They suck. They suck. <laughs> it. They suck. If you are trying to make someone believe they are real, if you're trying to entertain, that's different. You know, I can get on board with that. And Netflix, I will propose to you now a creepy pasta TV series, which is like an anthology similar to Black Mirror. But we're going to take pop culture things and we're going to fuck them up. <laughs> and uh, how much would you like Netflix to pay you for this idea? Do you know what? If Netflix agreed to do it, I would happily go for a very flat fee. As long as I can be in the in the writing room, if I can be <laughs> a contributor, yep. I would take a very low wage to have that made. Because I'd be, I'd because you know they're going to have to pay a lot for all the licenses. But yep. if they could do. You know, say like the first series, um, episode one. What what would you start with? I think on these ones, episode one. I think I'd like to see the Simpsons one, just because you know that's going to be the most expensive episode to make because you're going to have to get so much clearance. Oh gosh, yeah. I'd love to love <laughs> to get someone cast as a young Matt Grenin as he basically goes into the animators room. And he goes right, we're going to do this, and they're, <laughs> they're going what? He goes, I'm not going to question it. I'm not going to let you question me. You're going to do this fucking thing. I'm out of here. Um, I'm mad groaning. <laughs> yeah. I'm mad groaning. You, you, you're going to fucking listen to me. Because uh, oh, there we go. Ray Winston can play Matt Grenin. That would be oh, awesome. Done. Yeah. Because that's it. I want, I want some jokey casting because I want this show to be, be like, you know, a little bit horror based. I want it to be a little bit uncomfortable. But at the same time, I want it to have a bit of a laugh at itself. So, Ooh, so sort of Tales of the Crypt Keeper kind of vibes. Yeah. Is that the kind so, of thing? or? Yeah. Kind of, yeah. yeah. But you know, just I don't know why, but Ray Winston's Matt Groening. I think that's <laughs> that just has to be done there. Ah, yeah. that'd be great. Yeah. Animate yeah. you schleg. Yeah. <laughs> I tell you yeah. what. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. I'll give, I'll, yeah. I'll give you a pony if you can get it on the screen now. Um, <laughs> I'll tell you what. The odds are just on the screen as we talk. <laughs> Oh, fantastic! Yep, that'd be great. Fucking yeah, no, I'd see that. Joe, you know what? This this is so bad, but I'd hate it if someone does actually steal the idea. Look at it a couple of years' time, <laughs> and Netflix are saying, "Right, here's the creepy pasta series with first guest star Ray Winston as Matt Grenin." Like, <laughs> bastards! They've done it. I, Joe, you know what? I'd love to see that though, just for the insanity, just just to see that they put something like that together. I I would be. I'd be all in for it. That just, that would just really, really just like, you know, just push everything to the nth degree. That would be very, I mean, like I said, like the, the whole tales of the crypt keeper vibe that you, it sounds like you're trying to go for would just, I'd be in there. I'd be in there straight away. Like that just yeah. sounds awesome. I'd love to see the, um, oh, what was the other one they did? I think it was the Zelda. I'd love to see that one done as a, 
it's like an almost like an animation thing and then like yeah. pop, they just pop out to the person who's doing who's playing the game and just going what the fuck is going on <laughs> that kind of thing but this is it i mean yeah when you look at these things there is so much so many different things that you could get so many different areas that you could really go for and uh just there is just so many creepy ideas when you look at them um what's that have you seen siren head that's like the latest one i keep seeing i've heard of siren head it's bizarre i mean i've seen him in a couple of like um like weird videos where oh i tell you what it was it was a fallout um new vegas mod i think it was and this just this giant skinny dude with like a pair of um like air raid siren head things pointing into different directions and it it is just it's bizarre like they keep doing like pictures of him miles and miles away so you'd look across this like tattered wasteland and there's this thing just kind of stood off way way in the distance with this massive head making this awful like wailing sound i think that would make a really cool um creepypasta kind of thing but i just wonder if that would be it would have to be done like straight horror i don't know if you could do it in like a campy kind of kind of way Hmm. Hmm. maybe not (laughs) Especially if you start looking at, like, say, you look, start looking at properties in like TV, video games, and all different ones, because yeah, I've I've seen some proper, some proper weird ones that have come up. When you look at these, you look at these, um, you look at some of these stories, like some of these YouTube channels that really mm. dedicate themselves to it. And when you have the, there's a SpongeBob one as well called Squidward Suicide. Oh. Where apparently, apparently he's so depressed with how life is going, everything's going bad for him, and I think he does a performance of clarinet, and everyone hates him. People are basically bullying him in the street, and then he, you know, just tops himself. Jeez. Um. Yeah. And the thing is, is that if people think that's real, you're fucking stupid. I've got to say, you know, if you honestly believe that. The, that the creators of any cartoon would go, right, Joe, we're going to go from the eh, to in the head. No, no yeah, one's no. ever going to do that with a cartoon. <laughs> well, no one's no. ever going to take their IP and go, right, yeah, we're going to really fuck it up. You know, we're not going to tell Nickelodeon we're putting this stuff on. So when the child sees it, oh, we've destroyed the generation, guys. <laughs> it's i think and that's what they a lot of them rely on isn't it is the whole like it's the left turn it's that sudden um like we we're in a little safe little bubble we know what's going to happen here you know spongebob is gonna go hey and then run off with the krabby patty or something like that and a lot of these creepy pastors do rely on that sort of um like sudden swerve and unfortunately what that seems to sort of create then is a situation where the first couple have a real impact. I think the Russian sleep experiment was one of the first ones I ever watched. And then the Zelda one and, and all that yeah. lot. And they, they had a big impact. Like I was very much kind of, Oh, whoa, you know, that's really clever. That's really exciting and weird and slightly uh, intimidating and scary. And then you sort of seeing like this, as you said, like the same one, the same, the same thing keeps happening. And it gets to a point where you're kind of like sat there waiting for the swerve. Um, so I think with the, as you said, like the, the Simpsons one, you just immediately know that something is going to go wrong. And unfortunately the impact is just the impact starts to drop off, I think. Um, and I think you're right for, for a lot of people that would suddenly, you know, who, the people who believe this is real. Um, yeah. <laughs> like maybe get they out more. To get out of their bubble. Yeah, obviously, exactly. <laughs> obviously when, when you can, you know, because of a you know, COVID lockdown, all oh, that yeah. stuff. Yes, but yes, once yes. you can get out more, <laughs> yes, you owe it to yourselves, you know, go and see the real world. 
Stop believing all this shit is real, you know. <laughs> it's like the people that believe that, you know, if you're having a COVID injection, that they're putting microchips into the syringe. <laughs> right, let me tell you something, people, and I've said this on a few podcasts already. If people want to really track you down, they're not going to put all the expense in putting a microchip into your body. You have your fucking phone that you're probably glued to all the time, putting all your personal stuff on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok. If they really need to find anything out about you, They'll just search your history online. <laughs> they don't need to track your every movement. Exactly. You probably tag yourself in everywhere you go anyway. Yep. And there's always going to be those weird little memes that say, you know, oh, uh, your your first pet's name plus your favorite color is your new porn star name. Give us that now. Oh, shit. Now we've wow. got two of two of the answers to, the, wow, um, to your security well, questions. <laughs> yes. Green Sasha doesn't really sound too good. Um, Ooh, yeah. Sasha Green. Oh, jeez. <laughs> You'll be Sasha Green. That sounds awful. That sounds such an awful name. Definitely sort of Halloween-y themed, or possibly gangrenous. Oh, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> right, go on, then. go on, then, Bevan. You got to share your one now. Oh, gosh. Um, oh, right, and don't right. say any bullshit saying you never had a pet. <laughs> I've never had pets. I hate animals. Uh, no, I love them. Uh, <laughs> well, I had a hamster. I think the first proper pet I ever had was a hamster called Bluey. And what was the other thing I said? <laughs> Don't right, please right. don't say your favourite colour is blue. <laughs> no, right. Okay, side story. Right? This is this is something I really blue dislike blue. as well, right? Is is um like pets are called like blue or things like that. Like uh, there's a blue collie, isn't there? And this hamster yeah. was apparently a Russian blue. And I'm looking at it going, No. Was well, you sold it by the guy from the Monty Python sketch? <laughs> yeah. yeah. This is a Russian blue. This is a Russian blue hamster. Look, the spray paint doesn't cut co- oh crap. <laughs> yeah. Um oh gosh. You know, yeah. Bluey. 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 He was called Bluey. I was told he was a Russian blue. I could somehow convince my childish mind, yeah, he's he's kinda blue in the right light. It's like, no, he was oh, grey. He was just a grey hamster. Um Ah, oh, what was the other thing? <laughs> Favourite colour. Oh, my favorite color is is uh, yellow. <laughs> it's bluey yellow. Bluey yellow. That's the worst. Oh no, that's just awful. That's crap. I am bluey yellow. Yellow. Hello. Would you like to get? <laughs> no, no. You sound like oh, one of those characters that gets up in front of like a band, you know, like a kids' restaurant, yeah. and starts playing a stupid ukulele. Hey kids, I'm bluey yellow, <laughs> and here's my friend, greeny red. <laughs> He's like purple. <laughs> I'm sorry, you got a bit shook up. <laughs> oh dear. Yeah, no, oh no, that was crap. God. I need to come up with a better one. My God, Bluey. Bluey. <laughs> just Bluey. The, just yep. the name. I don't know why, but it really tickled me. Bluey. <laughs> yep. Oh, no. He died like two weeks later. I was uh, a bit gutted. <laughs> that was it. That was the end of him. He was just like hamsters are crap. Like we moved a hamster from one room in the house to another, and it died. And it was just what? Well, why? <laughs> What, what was the difference? Bless him. So I stopped having hamsters. I thought it was. I thought it was the the hamster genocide had to stop. <laughs> so, <laughs> bless him. Joe, you know, um, I've 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 got a, I've got to say this. When um, I I remember when I was younger, um, I had um my 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 my, my grandparents had um like they they each had dogs, and. When when I was like you know three or four years old, because I had um I, and I, I I am lucky enough to still have both my nans today, but when I was younger, um used to define my grandparents by the dogs that they had, so 
Um, my so my my nan and granddad they had a they had a dog called Midge. So um <laughs> so they used to be Granddad Midgey or Nana Midgey. And um and then my my other nan um she had a dog called Shabba. So her so she was Nanny Shabba. Nanny Shabba, brilliant. <laughs> Nana Shabba. <there. laughs> okay. Now bear in mind, Midge I think died when I was about six or seven years old. So you kind of grow out of it. You kind of go, right, okay, so that's just Nan and Granddad, or that's just, you know. But with my other Nan, even though Shabba died, oh, must must be about a good 24 years ago now, 24, 25 years ago. To this day, I still call her Nanny Shabba. <laughs> and every time, every time I do... She still has a moan about it. And the last time, and bear in mind, because of everything going on, I haven't seen her for about a year. The last time I saw her, she, uh, I said, um, I was on the phone to, I was on the phone to, to my girlfriend because um, I was going to a concert that night. And she said, where are you? I said, um, oh, I'm just, I'm just at Nanny Shabba's at the moment. And she went, that dog's been dead for fucking 20 odd years. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, I, I went, I went, I went uh, yes, that is Nan that you just heard. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> brilliant <laughs> and, and, the, and the thing is is that even and um, she she doesn't do it to her face but even my girlfriend does call her nanny shabba as well oh no <laughs> when when, um, when we're like talking conversation like when it's like when it's just us talking she'll she'll go oh have you spoke to nanny shabba it's like oh, i love you um, <laughs> and even even my younger cousins who never never knew the dog at one point or another they all called her nanny shabba as well it was no it was brilliant. <laughs> it's I mean, bizarre things how those things take stuck. hold, isn't it? Yeah, no, it's yeah. bizarre. It's how those things sort of. I, I remember my um, my great granny and granddad. They were uh, great granny and granddad scarecrow because that one time we went over and we built a scarecrow out of a couple of bamboo canes and a milk bottle, oh. <laughs> like, and that was it. They're just stuck for then on. But um, uh, well, I guess fortunately, every time we mentioned it, they always sort of giggled. <laughs> They thought it was funny. I but, think my um, nan found it funny to begin with, and then you know, as time went on, she probably thought, "Oh, you know, grow out of it." You know, it just it just um, actually called me by my proper name or just say nan. Yeah. He's like, "No, no, <laughs> no." I don't know why, and you know, probably I could help it a bit, but I don't want to because you know, it, it brings back good memories for me. You know, it it reminds me of some very good times, and you know, if every now and again I can get my eighty-year-old nan to have a bit of a rant and I have a bit of a laugh <laughs> out of it myself. I'm going to do it. Let's just put it that way. Old, old people swearing is hilarious. <laughs> oh, it is, especially um, especially because that that side of the family is where the Irish heritage is as well. So, oh. so like the yeah, so the um, <laughs> the the accent does come out in full force then, and I'm not even going to attempt it because even though I've got Irish blood in my veins, if I try and do an Irish accent, I'll make a mockery to my family and the people of Ireland. And um, to be honest, I, I the you know, last time I tried to do an accent. Um, yeah, let's just say I couldn't even define what country I was trying to do. So, yeah, it's never happening again. Giving it, giving it the old Borat, it's like uh, vaguely Middle Eastern. You know, funny enough, I could probably do Borat. You know, out of, <laughs> out of everything else, you know, I could do something as bad as that. You, know, you look a smash. Oh. <laughs> yeah. And even um, oh, and you know, I, 
be honest, when you listen to yourself, you don't always think, you know, you always think, oh, your voice is quite plain. You think, oh, yeah, I don't really have like a, like a discerning oh, accent that, or twang or anything. Um, we were talking about that this afternoon with my wife. Like, you know what? I don't think I've got a posh voice. And my wife went, no, my, my voice is way posher than yours. <laughs> <I> thought, oh, <laughs> fair enough. <laughs> and no, but then no, I was thinking about this because I was thinking, I listen to myself talk. I don't really notice any real difference or pattern or anything i don't see anything that makes it stand out mm. when i was doing radio years ago and i used to do some interviews i'd done an interview with a musician um alana miles and she said on the um at the start of the call she went do you know you sound a lot like russell brand <laughs> and I, okay. I kind of i kind of went oh that's um i said oh i've not heard that one before i turned the microphone down i went what the fuck is she on about? Um, <laughs> hello, I'm back again. <laughs> Do you know, I could I could see a smidge of that, yeah. Totally could. I, I recently watched him doing, um, what was that show? He did it with Jimmy Carr and that Canadian comedian. Oh, um, Roast Battle. Yes. Uh, yeah. he, and he's, I don't know, I, he's, he's really hit and miss in terms of like his comedy. But yeah, he's got a, a very distinctive kind of, kind of lots of wide, lot of wide vars, you know, kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah, 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 and about a year or so ago, I remember I was out with some friends, and uh, you know when, you know when when a friend says, "Oh, come and meet my mate," oh, you know, they'd like to say hello to you. Oh, yeah, okay, I'll come come over, say hi, you know. And um, a friend of mine who is um is originally from Australia, so um, right. so he had he had some friends and family over from Australia. This was actually, you know, this was probably like a good actually about seven or eight years ago, and um. Well, you know, meeting up with friends in the bar, like, you know, he's calling over. It's like, oh, I'm just going to go over there. Just, you know, oh, you all right, Dave? You all right, mate? Um, he's not, his name ain't Dave, but anyway, um, <laughs> right, just, Dave. just go. Yeah, there's going to be quite a few Daves that come up. And then um, he was with his mate Dave, and <laughs> no, no, it's going to be silly. Um, but you know, he, his friend came up to like came up to me. And he goes, oh, you must, oh, you must be the, you must be the Roger that he's been talking about. I went. Roger, no, no, John Joe, not Roger. He went, ah, oh, you can't take a joke, can you? I went, was that a joke? Um, anyway, uh-huh. he, he said, he said, so, and he, he's like, he's like, oh, no, I'm just twisting you up, boy, ain't I? I went, right. Um, he said, he said, he said, so what are you, what are you up to? I said, oh, um, I said, yeah, I said, just me and a few, said me and a few mates, I said, we're just, um, just doing a bit of a, just do a bit of a pub crawl. He, he went, he went, oh, I'll tell you what, you sound like that fucking Mick Flanagan, don't you? I went, what? <laughs> he went, yeah, you, you proper sound like that Mickey Flanagan, you know, the, the out-out fella. Right. Okay. Um, <laughs> Dave, I'm going to go now. <laughs> <laughs> he was like, yeah, you know what, you, you have a look a bit like him. I went, I really don't. <laughs> I said, I said, I, I said, are you sure... Are you sure you watched the same video as what you're describing? Yeah. Do you, do you just like equate every accent from this general area with this one person? <laughs> like everybody sounds like this person. Yeah. No, yeah. Um, and that's the thing, you know, you can't really do too much generalizing. Otherwise you will um, end up in a bit of trouble. <laughs> yes. But it's, like a, but it's like when, um, cause I, I know friends in Australia and friends in New Zealand and, um, I remember a mate of mine from New Zealand. I was at one of her shows. Um, she's a singer, really good singer. And some person, when we was at the bar, made a joke saying, um, "Saying, oh well, I guess you, I guess you got to go back and get that shrimp on the barbie." 
Right. And um and um you know, obviously Australia, New Zealand, people think it's the same thing. She turned round and uh she just said I'm not a violent person. Fuck off. Or this guitar is gonna go sideways up your ass. <laughs> and um it was just so flat, it was just so calm and uh and I, I, I had to turn away and I, I was just chuckling. I, I just thought I just thought that was hilarious. Sideways. And to, to that you? day, I really thought I'd never normally do it anyway, but I thought there is no chance I'm ever going to make an Australia slash New Zealand joke. No. Because you know, I don't want to risk that ever happening. <laughs> no, really. I mean that's a lot of surgery to get that back out again. That is gonna be yeah. a lot of effort. Um yeah, I uh, I don't know, like it's um I guess in a lot of ways, I'm quite lucky. We, we, uh, when I was a kid, we moved around a lot. So we sort of went to lots of different countries. We moved all over the UK as well. Um, just sort of following the army around basically. Um, and it kind of just killed any kind of accent I've ever been able to develop. Um, and uh, to the point though, unfortunately where I don't know if you, you do this yourself when you're around people with very strong accents of their own, you start to kind of mimic them almost like it sounds like you're <laughs> taking the piss. Like the, the number, I remember going on, um, I found that in the last few years, when I talk to people on the phone, I do kind of like mimic that. So if you've got someone who's um, who's a bit bit of a bit of a Jack the Lad, a bit of brash guy, you go, yeah, you're right, mate. Yeah, how's it going? Oh yeah, you know, do you watch that? And um, you know, I I know a little bit of football. I go, oh yeah, did you watch that match last night? <laughs> I don't know what fucking match was on. I'm sure there was football on though. Um, yeah. I feel like I honestly feel like Moss and Roy from the IT grad. Oh. Yeah. Did you watch that ludicrous yeah. display last night? <laughs> did you watch? What was what was he thinking? Sending him on at that time? Yeah. Like, yeah. The thing about Arsenal is they always think they can walk it on. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. It was like it was like I I, I don't know why I I I just I. I I just, I just felt like that, and um, and then like when you when you speak to someone that's you know a little bit, little bit older, a bit more softly spoken, you go, "Oh, you're right, dear. Yeah, how's it going? Everything all right? Oh, that's good, that's good." And then, and afterwards, I, I go, "I'm fucking weird. Why do I talk to people <laughs> like that?" And it, you don't think about it until afterwards. You're like, "Yeah, I do, I do do that a bit too yeah, often." Happens all the, like with my dad. My dad's um. Londoner or you know moved out of London for a while so he's lost quite a bit of the accent like he's picked up a lot of the um like Cornish southwestern kind of kind of thing that's that's got to be um, a weird mix you know Cornish and um Cockney it's it's very strange lots of ahs and errs it's <laughs> but every time I come off the phone with him it's oh fucking hell like <laughs> instead of saying it properly ah oh, fucking hell where's me Cornish <laughs> yeah, exactly <laughs> yeah and then I got to speak to my uh my granddad who's been like in Cornwall for like his whole life like literally he's ne- he's left Cornwall maybe 20 minutes at a time I don't know no, longer than that I'm being facetious but um <laughs> yeah he I, I listened to him for like five minutes and my wife can't understand what I'm saying as soon as I finish talking to him on the phone <laughs> so you're right you're right you're right you're right, you're right. Bloody <laughs> out. I'll tell you what there could there could definitely be worse accents I remember I remember years ago when um I was traveling through Wales actually and came off at a service station and uh, I remember I was like, oh, just going to just saying to a girlfriend, oh, I'm just going to go and just go and grab a coffee. Do you want one? She went, yeah, that's all right. So um, I said, do you need to like, you know, because it was a bit of a dry show. Oh, do you need to have stretching? No, no, I'll stay in the car. I went, all right. So I went to went to the coffee stand. Um, so, oh, yeah, can I have um, two cappuccinos, please? And he goes, oh, boil. I went, what? 
<laughs> yeah, no, no, no. I, had to, I had to listen to it three times to get what he said. And all he was trying to say to me was, do you want sugar with that boy? I went, <laughs> I went no, no, thank you. No, no. Um, <laughs> and it was like, for the rest of the time, he didn't say a word to me. I thought, right, I've obviously upset him now. Um, oh, but, no. but it was just such a, a thin, thick accent. It was just so strong and just so quick. I didn't get it. And, uh, you know, that's horrible when someone says something to you. You go, sorry, what? And they go for it again. You go, no, no, sorry, again. No, no. Because, you know, you can only do that so many times till you just go, fuck it, I'm gone. I'm out of here. Yeah, no, leave that coffee. Just give it to someone else. Yeah, I'll leave a five on the table. There you go. That's done. <laughs> and, that, and that was it. I just, I, I, you know, I was so close to that point. And I was just like, no, sorry. And then after that, you know, you, you kind of like got your head at like 45 degree angle. You can't even look up. You just, all you can see all you can see is you just look at the counter. You can see as the coffee's a place down. You pass them over, just going, yeah, thank you. And then um, <laughs> yeah. I, I just went, I just went off. And uh, so you slip, you slip like a tenner across it. And you go, and then just look at them. And if they don't move, you put another tenner on the table. Oh like, no, no, oh, no, I'm not like that. no way. I wouldn't give too much money. Oh um, gosh. <laughs> I'm not that not that generous. Um, oh no, I'm definitely no. an apologist. I'd just be there'd be a twenty on the table. They'll just keep slipping them across until something happens and he walks no, away. No, the, and the, the only thing I find, and I'm I'm so glad I've never done it. Although I have been with a friend that has done it. The worst thing you can ever do is when you mistake someone who isn't pregnant for being pregnant. <gasps> and we had that on a. Um, this was coming back from a concert and, you know, t- think of the fucking tangents we're going on this podcast. This is anyway, bizarre. Um, yeah. like, when did we stop sucking? What's happened? Yeah. So, sorry, what? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't recall that part of it. Um, although it has been a long podcast. No, no, oh, no yeah. what it was, was um, we were coming back from a concert. I think it, I, I want to I say it was Def Leppard, but I'm, I'm not 100%. I've gone to so oh, many wow. shows. It all sort of blends into one. <laughs> I remember, remember coming back from a, a show at Wembley. I know that for definite. We come back from a show at Wembley, and the train was just absolutely packed. And what you do sometimes is when you're, you know, you've been standing up for four hours, you've you've consumed so much alcohol, you just like, I just want to sit down. I just want to just want to sit out the journey until I've got to get off at the station. And whenever I go to Wembley, Wembley is kind of like the opposite end of London for me, so it's quite a bit of a journey. Right. So, um, so when I was on this train, and it, this was about, about it's about like 45, 50 minutes roughly my time on the, uh, I think it's Jubilee line, normally get on. Um, but when we was on there, me and um, mate, we, we got our seats, and you, you just see everyone flooding in. You see people all um, crowding. So the seats are gone within seconds. And then you have all the other people that are literally, um, like, you know, just, just gathering up, crushing into the, into the um, little carriages and they're like yeah yeah keep getting people in keep getting people in get some more in no get them fucking out get another train that that'll be better um but then my mate saw this girl who um you know she she was she was holding her stomach and he he, he was like he was like should 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 I offer a seat because he realized he looked behind him he was on the priority seat yeah he said should I offer a seat I went I went. She don't. She don't really look that. I said. I said. Are you sure? She, he went. Yeah. Look. She. She hasn't stopped all her stomach. And yeah, her stomach was out a little bit. And um, I said. I said. I said. Joe, you know what? I said. If you offer your seat, 
I said, um, I said, it's like her friends there with her. I said, um, you know, if they want to sit down, I said they can sit down. I said, you know, I said, I said that we we can probably make it for a little while standing up. I said, then be honest, as the train goes, we'll probably get another seat. So, um, before the train went, like he's a uh, he's tapped the woman on the shoulder, and um, she's going, she goes, uh, you're right, and he he went, um, yeah, he said, uh, he said, do, do you do you want do you want this seat? Do you want to do you want to take a seat? And she went, "Oh no, no, I'm fine, I'm fine." And um he should have just left it there. Let's just put it that way. Yeah. Um <laughs> he he then he went, "No, no." He said, "No, it's absolutely fine." He went, "You know, I I don't want you to feel that I'm being horrible to you. You can sit down if you want." She went She went, "Oh. No, no, I'm good. I'm good." And uh and and she went she she went, "Um she went, you didn't have to offer me the seat." She said, "I'm I'm happily fine." And he went, "Oh." Oh, we, he said. Um, oh, I, it's just because uh, I saw you, you know, holding your, holding your stomach. He went. Um, I'm assuming you probably just needed to to sit down for a few minutes. Oh, no. And um, her face literally went from like you know quite casually smiling to it wasn't even a frown, wasn't anger. Her face just kind of dropped, just went <laughs> completely neutral. Yeah. And um. And uh, she she kind of like pulled her shirt up a bit, and um, basically two t-shirts from the concert that she put under a shirt. So she was carrying them for some reason under her t-shirt okay. that she was wearing. Just right. dropped out. Yeah. And she went. She went. Um, she went. Does this look like a fucking baby to you? <laughs> Does this look like a baby to you? You taking the fucking piss with me? Do you think this is like a baby? And. Um, do you know what she she just and um, she's then walking down the carriage she went I don't fucking believe you fucking don't wind me up why do people do this I can't even fucking stand on the train and um, and, and she's just gone off and uh, (laughs) there was some some um, some bloke that was in the concert with us as well he's come up to us he's just gone um, he's went don't worry about it mate he said um fucking crazy ones always get on the train don't they um and he went he went he went you know you're just sitting there and she, minding your own business she goes crazy yeah and he went he went no actually i thought she was pregnant he went you fucking idiot why'd you ask that? why'd you say that to her <laughs> and, oh, oh i tell you what you never you never see like you know just a, such an uncomfortable situation go down because and but the thing is he's like why did she have two t-shirts under her actual t-shirt and why was she like cradling it like that you know surely why didn't you put it in a carrier bag or in your handbag or even better just carry them yeah just like it make don't make it look like you've nicked them <laughs> that's what i mean it looked like that it looked like she just stuffed them under there but how it was all smoothed out you couldn't tell it, it did oh, look like there was an honest to god bump there See, I I don't make that mistake anymore. I just I do not mention weight. I do not mention age. I do not mention anything like that because it's just easier. You just say <laughs> you can fuck off. I've got this seat. Yeah, yeah <laughs> this is my seat. I mean, like if they've got like armfuls of children and bags and stuff, I'm like, yeah, that's a pretty clear sign. There, you need to sit down. But like, I I've got a similar story. I probably shouldn't even be saying this because it's not going to paint me in a very good light. But um, <laughs> I remember going to a party. Uh, I must have been like 18, 19 at the time. And I remember going to this party and I'm, you know, I'm a, I'm a few bevies in, let's, let's put it that way. Um, and, you know, I'm chatting to a few people. I'm not the most sociable of people. I find it really tricky, but I, I thought I'd give it a go, you know, never know. Um, 
and I went upstairs like to to find the toilet and do my business. And I noticed for, for whatever reason, I noticed next to the like toothbrushes and stuff was a gum shield. And my first instinct straight away was, oh, there's a rugby player in the house, um, <laughs> kind of thing. <laughs> But uh, it's an all-female house, so uh, you know my. Uh, this is, uh, and I'm ut- utterly ashamed of this. But you know, my first instinct then was to ask one of the ladies who lived in the house. I found the, shall we say, the most um, built, the most strongly built of them. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, do you play rugby then? Like trying to be all clever and suave and everything. No, <laughs> and she walked off. And I only found out later on that it was actually a, a completely different woman in the house. She plays lacrosse, where you have to be like very nimble and sort of fast and strong at yeah. the same time. And she had like a proper athletic build, like, you know, as you would expect of um, someone playing lacrosse. I just felt absolutely awful. Like it was one of those clear signs of like, you know, you have, you've built up a, an image in your mind. There's a prejudice there and you need to work on yourself, sunshine. <laughs> <laughs> All I'll say is, you know, talking about lacrosse, that's too middle class for my liking. I, I really know nothing on it. <laughs> it's got the horses but in I it. Can, I can take your word for it, you know. that's a, that's oh. a But then, um, you know, this is something as well. Perceptions, you know, you, like I say, you've got to be so careful on what you, what you say, what you think, what you see. And, you know, sometimes, you know, sometimes your perception may be right. Is it a good thing to call out on it? Definitely not. No. Um, and um, especially when you just automatically assume, oh, you must play rugby. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah it was oh. It was pretty bad. I mean, it's an oh, okay, right? Tangent number, like, I don't know, 376. Um, it was something I was reading about in just just in general, like when, when you sort of look at people, look at things and think about the way that you kind of brought up and uh, your reaction to things. Um, and it was the whole, uh, this was like a really good point of it was the, the idea of having first thoughts and the first thoughts are like those initial impressions, like, um, like attraction is a, is a big one. Um, like the people you're attracted to is generally through the, the first thoughts, um, and the way you perceive things. So like you might go, Oh no, I don't like that kind of thing. And then the thing that I've had to learn after, I don't know, must it's taken me a long time, like 20, 20 years <laughs> to get to this stage <laughs> of like, ignore the first thoughts. First thoughts can you know, just sit over there for a minute. Where are the second thoughts? Where is the sort of the, the, the cognitive part of your brain that has thought through this process and gone, oh, you know, the, 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 maybe they don't play rugby. Maybe they just, that's just their build. That's just the way they look. Maybe they're, they're perfectly fine playing video games, things like that. Maybe that's what they enjoy doing. Um, and that's what I should have done is I should have gone, right, drink, drink, drink. Okay. Right. Stop. First thoughts. Fuck off. Right. Okay. Second thoughts. Okay. Right. Let's, let's sit down lads and have a think about this. Right. Okay. It could be anything. Let's just keep them. Let's say nothing. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, and it's, it's something that, I think a lot of people, I think a lot of the internet stuff, a lot of the sort of the dark bits on Twitter and Facebook could really do with folks doing the second thought thing. Like, yeah. okay, uh, like, okay, so you, a great example is one of the podcasts you, um, I never knew Graham, is it Graham Linham? Linham? Yeah. Um, I love the IT crowd. I thought it was fantastic. But finding out that he is... Um, transphobic? Transphobic is, it's a shock. Yeah. Uh, so my first thoughts immediately were, you know, where, where's this come from? But then the, there's, there's that whole second thoughts thing started to kick in, um, where you start to realize that people aren't always going to be transparent. They're not always going to be obvious. You can't always defend them based on things like their work or your pre, you know, pre perceived 
notions about them and yeah. you, need to, you need to dive into those second thoughts and go okay let's research this a bit okay yeah no it turns out yeah he's actually a horrible person <laughs> kind of thing um it was the same with uh oh what's her name harry potter or, oh jk rowling jk yes. rowling exactly and it's like you know you, you can't the, the her body of work like everybody has loved harry potter i've there's very few people i've met that have said oh harry potter and all that is just bullshit a lot of people enjoy it um they enjoy all the spin-offs and the extra bits and things like that um and you just think I, the second the, immediately the second thoughts are coming in and going right no dissociate her from the body of work what she's saying is horrible <laughs> like yeah you know you need to not not get bogged down with this sort of thing um so yeah no that that's me off my soapbox i'll just uh, get <laughs> think, off of that i think what it was was um you know the graham linham one i think really did take me by surprise because you know this is a guy who you know he's his humor is quite quite broad he does bring in some very uh some very relax comedy in his writing he's able to appeal to so many different people and what makes me really question his transphobic agenda i guess you could say was um there was an episode of the it crowd where he actually does have a transgender character which really makes me think right so hang on hang on you don't believe in the idea of transgenderism but you actually made an episode with a character that was transgender what how 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 can you you know not reflect your life um like from your art you know how can you say oh you know i've come up with this this is my idea but then you go yeah i don't believe in that it's like no that's that's weird that's wrong that is so incredibly stupid and i and it it pains me because you know IT Crowd, Father Ted, they are two of my favourite shows of all time. And, you know, saying about this thing with association and disassociation, you know, I I almost feel like I couldn't watch them shows again because of now knowing the person that he is. But at the same time, I, it, it, you know, some people don't agree with it, but I choose to separate the dickhead from the shows. I, I choose to take away... The person who you know may put in all this negative thoughts, because at some point I reckon, you know, people's perception, people's ideas change. Some people, you know, can be one day they can be all understanding, they can be all good, and then another day they can be absolute arseholes. They, you know, it it can be a tonal shift that can just take people by surprise. And when yeah. you hear, you know, when you hear that some people have gone. Oh, you know, I support this, that, and the other. Oh, I do this, and oh, I do that. And then you hear this, the cancel culture now. The ones where they go, oh, well, so-and-so said this now, so we can't really be associated with them anymore. It's like, hang on. Um, and, you know, and it's it's very tricky how some of these subjects do come up and how you can have a stance on them. And one of the biggest things, um, if Black Lives Matter has not um, taught us enough... The Harvey Weinstein scandal, all the whole Me Too movement from a few years ago, that has shown that obviously sexism and you know just the harsh realities of what some people do get up to is horrific. And when you see people like uh, Louis C.K., you hear his stories of how you know he brought women in for his auditions, and he was, uh, you know, he was, um, yeah, what. Well, well basically he was fiddling with himself in front of these women and he was going uh he was going uh yeah so um 
So, uh, so I, I read on your CV that you're very. It's like, why would you do that? Why would you? Why would you be doing that to yourself when you're uh, supposed to be having people? You're supposed to be in this position of power, you know. And then you look at look at someone like Harvey Weinstein. You know, this guy. All right, there were stories about it for years, but you know. Why would you do that? Why would you think, oh, you know, I can make this actress do whatever I want because, you know, I'm Harvey fucking Weinstein. I can, I can, you know, I can say make or break your career because I'm Harvey fucking Weinstein. And then, you know, (laughs) and then, and then, you know, but there is another (laughs) side, there is another side to this coin. I'm not going to, I'm not even going, I wouldn't even try and defend them fuckwits. They are absolute disgusting people. And I, you know, I don't wish death upon anyone because I don't think you should ever do that. That is a horrible thing to even contemplate because at the end of the day, even though they're scum, they are still basically a living thing. But, you know, if, if justice was to be prevailed, a nice swift kick or two or a hundred into the balls, I think would suffice every now and again. Just, but, just leave them absolutely so yeah. swollen. <laughs> but then, but then, saying about this whole thing with cancel culture and uh, you know how you know one person says something and then your perception gets shifted. Now, I don't ever think anyone would purposely accuse someone of something that they didn't do. Um, Kevin Spacey, that was a horrible situation because. His comments himself, he he actually said something along the lines of, "Well, I don't actually recall this, but if I did do it, I am sorry." And uh, and you know, and then he didn't help himself because what he was trying to do in his defence just made him look even worse. It was just horrible. Yeah, I did then, something really nasty, and then I forgot about it. Like it wasn't even, yeah. a, it didn't even go on my radar. That's how little I cared. Yeah. <laughs> and like, then, oh. um, and then in recent times, um. Chris Hardwick from Nerdist, he had the whole, this whole thing a couple of years ago, there was a a girl that he dated who basically, she put an open letter out saying there was someone I was in a relationship with, someone who um, I had trust in, he mentally, physically abused me and, you know, basically people were painting, putting dots together and they came up with Chris Hardwick and, you know, straight away he got suspended from his TV shows, he got his name taken off of Nerdist, and that was like something that he co-created as well. Um, and then you had all these people going, actually, no, he's he's not like that. And even former girlfriends that were going, no, he's that's not the kind of person he is. And I don't want to say, and as I said, I don't want to say people are making these things up because you know, abuse of any kind should be reported. It should be should be brought out to the public. It should be you know. It should be just stopped and anything that can be done to, you know, make example of the person who has caused the harm, caused the hurt, they have to be made an example of. But then it's this point of how much can you really sometimes believe people? Because as much as you want people to be honest through everything, you want people to give their, you know, and, you know, anyone that comes forward from abuse Joe, I commend them because it's it's not an easy thing to do. You see some people that suffer for years. But then there is the point that are people always doing this because they're doing it because they've honestly felt this rage? They've honestly felt this hurt? Or are some of them doing it because they have maybe some personal gain to get from it? They have something that they can get out of it. And then one of the biggest examples at the moment is the, is the whole Johnny Depp story. That's, 
you know. Oh, that's taken a lot of twists and turns, hasn't yeah. it? But, yeah. but this whole thing with Johnny Depp and Amber Heard, there's been so much back and forth, he said, she said. And, I mean, to my degree, if I couldn't give an opinion either side. You know, maybe they are just as bad as each other. Maybe they did really cause as much harm to each other. But the what I see from what everything's going on, Johnny Depp has been painted in the really bad light. Whereas Amber Heard's been kind of, you know, she's been kind of like, you know, let let off easy, really, from all of this. And then when you see that Johnny Depp has had to give up his role in the Harry Potter spin-offs, he's had to give up playing the character of Grindelwald. But Amber Heard, even though the accusations about her have come out, there's been all this, all this evidence, all this proof, but it seems to be no action has been taken against her, which, you know, I'm not saying that she is guilty but at the same time i can't say she's completely innocent same thing with johnny depp can't say he's completely innocent or completely guilty you know but some people i think it's it's a horrible it's a horrible time when you feel like as much as you want to believe if someone comes forward saying oh yeah i've been the victim of abuse you take that seriously you should take it seriously either way but then you get some cases where you go well hang on if this really did happen then why is it coming out like this why is it you know why has it got so many twists and turns like this why is it you know why is it so complicated just to say yes this person did wrong so now they're going to be made an example of they're going to you know have to pay for what they've done it i don't know it's just it's it's really complicated it's yeah. and it's a difficult issue and, and no one's ever gonna i don't think anybody's ever gonna get it perfectly right but from my personal point of view it's I'm very glad that there's more being done to help the victims. There's been yeah. a lot. It, it's. I know it seems like it's swinging too far the other way in some cases, but mm. that and unfortunately, those unfortunately, yeah. a lot of those get held up as examples of why victims shouldn't come forward. And I think that's yeah. that can be. Well, it, I say can be. It is incredibly counterproductive. So I think yeah. and more should be done to help the victims in a lot of these situations. I mean, the, Ch- the Chadwick thing. Yeah, that sounds like it was just handled incredibly badly. Like they they went off on lots of spurious bits of evidence and um, didn't know the person well enough to kind of say, oh, that doesn't sound like him. I'm going to investigate and get some evidence or at least look into it and make a, a reasoned, sensible approach. Um, yeah. And yeah. The other thing I'll say is, you know, like I say, don't condone any of it at all. But when the whole thing with Louis C.K. came out, he, he you know, he done... <laughs> I can't really call it the the Admiral thing, but he came out and said, yes, I did do that. It was stupid. I know I shouldn't have done it, but I did it. I've got no excuse. I, and, you know, and that's it. You know, For three years now, no one's heard anything from him. He has been completely off the radar. Kevin Spacey, you know, once he had this whole thing come out, and I, I've got to be honest, I haven't watched anything with kevin spacey since no it kind of reverse taints it doesn't it it's it's yeah yeah i think whereas like something like say about it crowd and was because of um graham in the hands thoughts on like you know um trans people i don't think you know it's good at all but because where graham in hand hasn't got that presence say like what kevin spacey would have because he's you know because and it, you know it's a completely different issue as well we'll say but it's still just it's still just horrible but because kevin spacey is on the screen i can't watch something like house of cards anymore i have not i've not watched the 
the film. And it, yeah, I really enjoyed it when I saw it in cinema, but I've not seen the film Baby Driver since oh, yeah. that. And do you know what? That yeah. literally came out, I think, a matter of months before this story came out. And it's horrible to think, you know, that, you know, I was like, yeah, do you know what? Kevin Spacey was so good in that film. And even, even it was on the other day, um, Horrible Bosses. I love the Horrible Bosses films. I think they are so funny. They're so well-written, so well-acted. Even Kevin Spacey is awesome in it. But I sat through it. I watched 15 minutes of that movie, and I had to turn it off because I went, I can't watch this now. I just, you know, I just as much as I want to separate the actor from the role, I can't do it with him because it just doesn't work. It just, I, I don't know. I just feel... I feel that the faults and the memories are just so tainted now. Mm. Yeah, it just can't. It just can't be separated. And it's, you know, it's a, and you know, it's like I say, this is nothing new. And even at the time it's recording, we are about forty-eight hours since the whole big Oprah interview with Harry and Meghan. And um, apologies for regular listeners of all things suck. We don't normally go this serious, but hey, <laughs> we are uh, we are um, having. I'm, uh, I'm so sorry, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> we are making this a bit of a dress, but um, but you know, in the last few hours, we found out that Piers Morgan, who, to my degree, I can see why people are upset with him, but at the same time, Piers Morgan was hired to be part of Good Morning Britain because. His opinion is starkly different to many other journalists that are present in the UK media. He has a voice and he has a mind that operates completely on another channel compared to anyone else. He does say some quite horrible things sometimes. He does say some very shocking, horrible stories. He does really put himself across as an absolute dick. And he admits that. And this whole thing with his comments about Meghan Markle, um, where she said, like she said about um, the apparent racial abuse that was happening within the royal family, the suicidal thoughts that she had. Now, if anyone says to you, they have suicidal thoughts, if anyone ever said, I felt like killing myself, you don't say, oh no, she's making that up. I don't believe that. You don't say that. If anyone said that Absolutely to me. Absolutely not. No. If anyone said that to me, I'd literally grab them by the wrist. I'd be like, right, come with me. You're getting some help right now. I would not take another word from their mouth. I'd literally just say, right, if you're really feeling like that, I'm going to take that seriously right now. I'm going to get you the help that you're going to probably need. If you really feel that's where your life is going, if you feel that's where your headspace is, I am going to help you. I'm going to make sure you get someone to sit down with you. And for someone like Piers Morgan, and I honestly don't think he done it on purpose. I don't think he purposely went out to say, oh, you know, she's making it up. I think there's been misconception. There's been some very, very weird comments that have come out when you look at online. You look at people that have claimed that he's insensitive. He's, um, you know, even Mind, the charity Mind even messaged to say that they were upset with his comments. I can agree. I can I can see that side of it. But I think in his, like in his set, he hasn't said it in a way to say, oh, you know, she's lying because of that. I think he was saying she was 
probably not being truthful over some of the other stories. I can't honestly see anyone who said they were feeling suicidal. I don't think anyone could honestly say, nah, they're faking it. They're, they're bullshitting. I, I just don't see that. I've I've not watched the interview. Um, I I think I have to sit down and watch it to, to form an opinion on it. Mm. But uh, the one you know the one thing I can agree with is you know you don't tell someone that you yeah. mental health is now becoming a much stronger um, stronger more strongly understood and better yeah. addressed. But it's still like miles away from where it should be. There's still I mean I see it in my own family like people that just go oh you know chin up don't worry about it it'd be fine. It's like no, p- people soldier on, and that's when they get fucked up, you know. Yeah. And it's just... But it's like it's like mm. you know, even like just from the last few years, I remember working with someone who he was never done on purpose. I will admit, but he did upset people with some of his comments. Like you know, if someone was having a bit of a d- down day, he'd say, "Right, man up." It's like, no, you don't tell someone to man up. If someone's having a bad day, you ask them how they are. You ask if there's anything you can do to help. You don't say to them, man up, because that's just an awful thing to say. And um, I, I've i worked with people that have, you know, that have had issues. in And in the last year, you know, mental health has definitely been high on the agenda because we've been through an absolute shit show of a year. You know, we've had a global pandemic that has killed millions. It's ruined our way of life. We've not been able to, you know, go and see friends. We're afraid to go and see our family in case we give them a virus that we don't know whether or not we actually have ourselves. You know, I've not I've not even seen my grandparents for, for over a year now. And it's mm. horrible because I used to go and see them so often. I used to, you know, I'd, I'd love to, like, you know, just take a drive to London now, go and see my nan, you know, to, like, you know, go and, like, you know, take her up dinner, you know, have a good chat, have a coffee. I'd love that, you know, I'd, there'd be yep. nothing more I'd want to do. But no, I haven't done that. And, you know, for, for as much as it may affect me, I'm lucky because I've got family around me. Now, if, say, you know, you see some people who have lived by themselves or, you know, um, are, you know, like they, they're miles away from family or maybe, you know, maybe you've got family that have uh, been key workers during all this, so they've not been home much. It's, it is a horrible time. And not just that, but you don't always have to have a cause to have mental problems. If you, if, you know, sometimes a, a mental illness can just spring out of nowhere. I've I've seen it from people close to me who may have been one day all happy, everything's all good, you know, the world is literally shining. And then the next day, they look like, you know, they've had the worst news ever. You've seen some people that have gone from everything's all good, everything's all bright. You know, they can't even, they can't even like lift their head up to look at you. They can't even talk to you. And, you know, understanding how people feel. You're not always going to know exactly how people feel. You're not going to be able to. And the worst thing you can say is something like, yeah, I know how you feel. You don't know how these people nope. feel. You don't know how someone's mentality is because for all you know, you might say, oh yeah, I know how you feel. And trust me, when someone turns around to you to say, right, how do I feel? And I've seen this. I've seen this from someone who said, right, how do I feel? And the person that asked that to him said, well, I don't know. And then they went, well, well, you just said you know how I feel, so tell me. 
And it's one of the things that I think your, your better part thinks, you know, I'm trying to make this person feel better. I'm trying to, you know, trying to help them. But I think, you know, we, we're still a long way from really understanding how big mental issues can be for some people. How, um, you know, how mental illness, how depression, how anxiety can really affect one person and like you say you, you see it even with um even with people that you believe are you know at the top of their game people that are, have got like the the possible best lives ever one of my one of my musical heroes chester bennington he you oh know, gosh yeah he, and um you know just a few weeks before he died he was doing the uk tour and i i to this day I've seen, I had seen Linkin Park live before, but to this day, I was so close to getting a concert ticket for their final show at Brixton Academy. And I turned it down because I I said to myself, no, do you know what? I can wait until they come back. I I thought I can. Oh, I believe it. Yeah. And when, um, and the day, funny enough, the day that he actually, um, it was reported that he died, he obviously, he died by suicide. I was at another show and I remember it I remember it it hit me and you know I've I've you know seen musicians that I've appreciated that have passed in my lifetime I've you know <laughs> there's been plenty of people that have um, gone on to the other side but that one really did sting because you know there had been stories before where he had obviously suffered from his mental health there'd been um other factors in his life but when you see the videos even the band put out a video from the i think it was like the the night of their last show and he's all happy he's all smiling he's playing up to the camera he's singing in front of the mirror there's it you know and the, the, there is no face for depression there is no face for someone who is suicidal you know People do just change and people do have good days. They have bad days. If you honestly feel that someone in your life potentially, you know, is going through a rough time, all right, don't say, I know how you feel. Ask them, how do you feel? Or it, or is everything okay? Or, or even, even don't even ask that. Maybe just say, you know, like just just open up the conversation with someone. Just say, so what did you get up to last night? Or hey, did you see that film? Or you know, did you did you watch the football? Because you know, I'm not going to start naming other football teams and that. Because well, I could probably name football teams, but I definitely can't name the players. <laughs> Fuck's sake! No, I actually chance. bought FIFA 21, and I and I was like, I don't know any of these people. I don't know any <laughs> of these footballers. But you know, just open up a conversation. If you have anyone around you that you feel is going for a bad time, don't necessarily attack them head on. Don't necessarily go, right, what's wrong with you? Or, you know, can I make you feel better? Don't ever say anything like that. Just say, you know, just open up, just talk. Sometimes some people just need to have some human interaction. And, you know, at the end of the day, we are all human. We, As much as some of us might want to feel like we can just shut ourselves off, we can, we can be independent, we can be all by ourselves... We can't all do that. Some people do need to have. They need to know that they're that they're not alone. You don't need to force upon them 
that fact, you don't need to actually say to them, oh, you know, I'm always here for you, or you haven't got to worry about anything. You don't say anything like that. Oh, just to goodness. make yourself, yeah. just to make yourself known, to actually make yourself show. If you can actually show that, yes, um, I'm here for you. I'm not going to be pushy. I'm not going to be, you know, in your face about anything. And if you are genuine in your approach, people can open up. And this is where. I'm not going to say it, it will save every single person who suffers because sometimes, as I said about Chester Banton, some people do just have such a a tight facade or they might have such a such a happy day that the next day they might be the complete opposite and you might not recognise that person. But in all this, everything that's gone in this last year, I've learned as much as some people can be absolutely horrible to you you can get some people that may drive you to the edge of insanity a little bit of human kindness really does a huge lot if you can be nice to one person if you see someone who maybe even gives you a shit time any other time of the year you see some people that might be absolutely horrible to you some people that maybe not intentionally have a go at you but they do show them an ounce of kindness You'll be surprised what you can get back. And maybe if someone is really suffering in silence, your one word of kindness might really help them. Well said. (laughs) And uh, yeah. Um, Right. Do you know what? I, I, do you know, when um, me and Bevan was organising this podcast, I said, yeah, I normally recall for about 45 minutes to an hour. <laughs> I was like, it's like, shit, it's nearly two hour mark now. Uh, yeah. Um, but before... Before we go, and uh, you know, we, we've um, yeah, we've we've had a good piss take at all the, you know, pe- like you know, Nintendo and that charging us like three or four times for the same video game. But hey, we do it because we're lazy bastards. We can't go back on our old consoles. Um, we've dismissed the idea of creepy pastors because you know they're absolute bullshit. But hey, if they want to make a TV series about them, let me have a writing credit. And if we can get Ray Winston to play Matt Grenin, we're all good. And you know, I think even more seriously, you know. People do have bad days. People do suffer. But, you know, just just be there. Just be the person you'd expect to... Please, like, if someone was nice to you, someone said to you, you know, how, like, how are you doing today? Or, you know, if someone said to you, oh, you know, oh, I can help you with that if something's troubling you. If someone gave you a hand you'd feel much better. So especially if you're having a bit of a bad day yourself, it doesn't take a lot just for a bit of human kindness. But on top of all that, because uh, I am going to wrap this podcast up because, you know, um, I'm sure you want to get some sleep as well. <laughs> sleep? What's that? I know. It's a, Apparently it's this alien concept where you stop doing things and you allow your body to rest and recharge. Oh, that's my video game time. Ah, <laughs> when the family's sick. asleep, I can play. <laughs> <laughs> and because it's on the Switch as well, you can go to any room in the house and play it. <laughs> perfect. Yeah, toilet's great because it's got a lock. That's just, that is, a, a lot of the parents out there will understand where I'm coming from. A, you know, a, a quiet poo is, yeah. is a thing to behold. <laughs> yeah, but it's a bit of a thing when you've got someone knocking on the door, you've been in there for half an hour. Yep, I'm, oh, I'm, yeah. I'll be out in a second. Do you need me to find the doctor? No, no, I'm good, I'm good. Well, I don't know, about half an hour, you probably pro- you've probably prolapsed or something, haven't you? <laughs> like something needs to be talked back in. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. Um, 
yeah, is is something wrong? Well, <laughs> I can't stand. I, 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 I don't really want to get up right now. <laughs> <laughs> the vacuum has formed. I am now sealed to the toilet. <laughs> Please help. Oh god. Anyway, um, um yeah, that's so, a de- so okay. So before we finish. I like to think that we can all finish with uh, something a little bit hopeful, something that can, uh, you know, bring us a a little bit of joy because, you know, the shitty times of COVID are hopefully coming to an end soon. You know, we've um, in the UK, if anyone does follow our news and it looks like a lot of people around the world do, especially when I get friends from over in the States or over like the other half of the world and they go, uh, so that Boris Johnson, he's a bit of a prick, ain't he? It's like, um, <laughs> well said. Uh, but Bevan, if, uh, if I can ask you, what is one thing that brings you happiness and what is one thing that maybe going forward will make you feel even happier? Well, I'll tell you what, for me, it's going to be um, with the weather turning uh, as it stands, you know, it's been quite nice and warm recently. Um, we are going to be able to, without the, you know, the lockdown easing is going to go on these, uh, sort of nature walks that we used to do a lot of. Um, so we've got a lovely place called Westenburg Arboretum that's got lots of trees, lots of space, which is, you know, obviously essential these days. And you can just walk around in the lovely sunshine, stop and have a bite to eat, um, listen to bits of nature that it's, it, and again, it sort of tails back to the mindfulness thing and, you know, finding ways to, uh, get out of your own head um, and just you know that's basically what I'm looking forward to now is is going back out there and just being outside amongst the greenery as it were and the flowers and all that which sounds a bit twee but you know I love it it's just it's so nice just to get out there and stretch I like that you're saying you know is to go out and you know basically be one with nature again not see people <laughs> it's like you know, people yeah, bastards oh, yeah, yeah. they can yeah. stay away from me but hey I want to be outside <laughs> outside is going to be great or no because then you stop off for like a you know you stop for a little picnic you set up your little sandwiches and everything the family starts arguing you know I want the ham ones no I want the ham ones hmm. and it's just it's lovely it's absolutely lovely. and the trees oh man I went over to um, oh this is years ago now we went over to Japan during the um uh, like the Sakura Blossom festivals, so like all the yeah, cherry. I, I'm already cherry- back. Call you a bastard because you've been to Japan. Oh, that's, that, that's like that's like my number one destination. If I uh, rip of a know, if we're ever allowed to travel again. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh man, we were skint for ages. It was baked beans for the rest of the year, but we went. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, it was just like all the trees in blossom. I don't know what it is about trees. Just like when they're blooming and there's lots of flowers and leaves and everything. There's just something really cathartic about it you can just sort of walk underneath them and uh just enjoy them i don't know what it is it's bizarre but yeah that's what i'm looking forward to getting out with the family walking about getting some fresh air back in the lungs you know and enjoying that kind of thing i think that's sweet and you know we i say you know hopefully by um the government's plan and i'm sure around the world there are other places that are already implementing their way of uh, becoming covid free apart from new zealand you bastards, you really showed up the rest of the globe. You said, right, this is how you treat a pandemic. This is how we get back to normal life about 10 weeks after we announced the crisis. Fuck you, New Zealand. I want to come over there and I want to stay in your country forever. I was about um, to say, I don't, I don't condone John Joe's opinion. I think you New Zealanders are lovely. And if you oh, no, that's what I'm saying. New Zealand us. is lovely, but I'm saying fuck you for showing up the rest of the world. But hey, if I, if I could, and um, I've even said that to... 
Um, my lovely friend Abby, who lives in New Zealand, I said, if the opportunity was there, I said, I would move to New Zealand without a single hesitation. I would be right there. I'd be like, Joe, what? I will live here for the rest of my life. I won't even have to go anywhere else for three main reasons. One, you showed the rest of the world how to deal with a pandemic, and you actually showed that, you know, not only can you achieve some great results by sticking to a plan. You know, they've been living a normal life now for about nearly a half, well, over half a year. It feels like as if nothing had ever gone wrong. They've actually had festivals again. They've had all these shows all up and running again. You know, know, live concerts, you know, bloody hell. But that feels like an ancient memory now on this side. Second, not only, you know, have they shown us that COVID can be, you know, suppressed quite well there but also as well i know some very lovely people there and i would be in great company if i went to new zealand i'd feel that i would know some fantastic people that i could hang around with and i'm sure i would make many great friends in that time and third Come on, it's basically Middle Earth. Why would I, I not want say, to go there? <laughs> How many times would you be just looking around for little round doors in hills? <laughs> Do you know, I, I would, on my first day there, I would literally just be playing the Lord of the Rings soundtrack with my headphones. <laughs> Especially like, you know, if you are, if you did get a chance to walk through the Hobbiton set as well. Oh, <laughs> yep. Yep, absolutely. No, totally. I could totally. <laughs> just, you just want so, to go in and go, hello. <laughs> so, so New Zealand, even though I called you bastards, I called it in a very loving way because you showed the planet how, and you know, not just New Zealand as well, but not only that, you have a fantastic leader in Jacinda Arden who has shown that if you actually have a brain, you actually have some commitment to what you're doing, you don't shut down the country three or four weeks after the rest of the world. And you don't tell your people to inject themselves with bleach. You're doing a good job. It's a low bar, though. <laughs> it is a low bar. But really, that shouldn't be a bar at all. No, to be honest. <laughs> yep, terrifying. Terrifying. That really shouldn't be a thing when someone goes to you, uh, yeah, um, could we, could we maybe put this in our bodies to um, you know, kill the... <laughs> Kill the virus. Um, well, it'll kill you. <laughs> that's basically the same thing, ain't it? Um, yep. No. Yep. That's like opening a tin of Spam with a car. <laughs> Just like, run the fucker over. <laughs> it's open. <laughs> it's all over the drive, but, you know, it's open. You can have it. That's spam. a term I want to keep hold of now, yeah. It's like opening a tin of Spam by running it over with a car. Yeah. <laughs> Perfect. Um, yeah. And on that note... <laughs> <laughs> Oh, wow. That was... Can you tell we've been going for like two hours? It's starting to get to giddy point now, I think. <laughs> it's the point as well. Going like, mm, I've, I've run out of water. It's getting to a certain point. I've got to wake up for work tomorrow. But I'm thinking I might need something a bit more uh, alcoholic than water. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, there you go. But anyway, we shall, we shall sign this podcast off. And to be honest, most of my podcasts just seem to have an abrupt ending because it's like, right, we can't really end it. I can't really ever seem to find them. But I'm going to make the effort. I'm going to say we will end this in a more suitable manner. And um, we, I am determined to do that now. So first, Bevan, thank you. This has been really fun. It's been really enlightening. And I tell you what, we will definitely have to do this again. And we'll try and stick Lovely. to a, a shorter 
recording cycle. Yeah. <laughs> right, I'll get three points. I'll have bullet points. We're boom, 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 done. Yep, got it. Well, it's got to be quicker than that. Okay. <laughs> so, yes, I find this is crap. I find this is crap. I find this is crap. Yeah. Right, see you later. <laughs> Bevan, I haven't even pressed record yet. Oh. <laughs> I'm just out the door. This is an FYI. Um, it's like that bit on The Simpsons when Krusty just goes and recalls his lines. Yeah. Hey, hey, I'm Krusty the Clown. Hey, hey, that's Sideshow Mel. Hey, hey, that is Sideshow Mel. Hey. <laughs> that's how you do it, kid. All right, Krusty, we're about to record it. Where is he? Yeah. Perfect. <laughs> anyway, Bevan, thank you very much. All the best to you, mate. And, uh, thank you. And from all of us here, all of us here, the two of us here, all things suck, um, because, you know, this is a one man shit plus the other man or woman who, or, you know, even better if I can have a talking dog one week, that'd be quite entertaining. Be a thing. <laughs> It'd definitely be a thing. I'd, I'd be up for it. And who would know? Because it's all audio. I could just say, yes, this person who's talked to me today is a talking dog. And unfortunately, we can't get a video feed, but hey, you have to take my word for it. Cool. <laughs> And with that, Bevan is now going to block me on social media. Never speak to me again. <laughs> he called me a talking dog. You can follow John Joe on Twitter at John Joe Cosgrove or on the All Things Suck Facebook page. Wait a minute. All Things Suck? Are you trying to say I suck, John Joe? I've never been so insulted in my life.